During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 138 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Andy Tim, you are looking so good today, and I can't put my finger on yeah. what makes you look so good today. Andy looks great today. Thanks. At least yeah. you're phoning in. But everybody, I mean, like, yeah. we there's something about us three. They're really mm. handsome gentlemen mm. today. Maybe it's kindoffunny.com slash story. Maybe oh. we can find the answer there. Now I'm here's the sure. here's the big thing. A lot of you probably watching over there on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and you're like, man, do they only sell one shirt? There's only one way to find out. Go to kindoffunny.com <laughs> slash store, see if we have any other shirts, or if it is just this one bridge one. And joining us once again, the Hispanic heartthrob, Andy Cortez. Candy corn. Oh candy Tez. Andy. Candy oh. corn tez. Oh, that no. it was Is that gonna be one of your candy your I did that I did that last year. Mm. Yeah, it was a huge hit, I felt like it was a huge hit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Will you change your Twitter no. handle and your name? No, like you change your display name. Don't, it was Candy don't do Corn. That. Don't do that. I hate that. Really? Yeah. I hate that. I hate the ones that are like, whoever at PAX. Like, nah. No. no. I, never, Jen I never. I never. Jen does. You never do that. Now, come on. Really? Yeah. I don't either. It's helpful for people. It's helping us for helpful. the first time. Helpful how? Elise Willems. You know where I am. Ba 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 Funhouse. Thanks so much for having me. This is this has been a fun, fun day. No, thank you, thank for, you for doing we so much with us. We went to Target together. We went to Target. Yeah, we did. We did huh? two podcasts together. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. I don't think we've ever done back-to-back -back proper podcast, like GOG and Gamescast with a guest. Okay, with a guest. That might, yeah, be, the, yeah, that yeah. might be the one where we've... So yeah. I'm pretty excited. Yeah? You know, Are you feeling loose? Because this is the I'm thing. I'm yeah. a little loose. Loosey-goosey. Okay. Need more corn. No, the corn. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, this is the kind of funny games cast. Each and every week, we get together, talk about video games, all things we love about them, all things going on in the world of video games. You can get it early by going to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, or you can get it late by going to YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Either way, we appreciate you. You can watch it live with us for just one dollar on Patreon. You should do that. One, also, for a dollar, if you want to watch the VOD dollar. later, you can do that. It's one dollar, man. And you get party mode, Andy's show. It's fantastic. Yeah. Early. A week early. Right now. We're, we're about to turn to that. But yeah. as of right now, a week early. Mm -hmm. That's the definitive statement. The motion carries. Motion carries. <laughs> the next one's going to be good. If we end this show when it's published and everything's up and it's done and we see a spike in sales of this shirt, are we all going to wear the same shirt from here on out? Forever? Yeah. Just this shirt. I guess heads up, audio listeners. We're all wearing the same shirt, except yeah, at least that yeah. was. Do I get show. a cut for being present? Yeah, mm -hmm. I say so. I say so. Not wearing the shirt. Yeah, they're not really supporting the team. You know, I mean, well, you're present. I mean, you're gonna. People wanted you really badly. They've been forever saying nice they want a lease on the show. They want a lease on the show. So you're gonna bring in more views. I understand. Yeah. Mm. I hope. So. I hope. Here's what when when your show goes live, just make a very bad Photoshop of yourself in this shirt, and then we'll give you a cut. Andy, do it. I'm on it. Can you Photoshop Elise yeah. into the shirt? You designed can, this I shirt. Can. Yeah. Did you? You didn't even work for us. You just did it. Yeah. 
Well, we, we paid him, right? Design. No, we didn't pay him. Oh, really? No? Okay. No, no, no. I was like, just pay you now? I was like, just buy me drinks. In, in classic life. Andy fashion, he didn't want to have to deal with all of it. So I was like, oh, dude, we'll pay you. And he's like, oh, I that's like, I was so like, dude, right. I was like, just fill out this paperwork and we'll pay you. He's like, it is easier sometimes. That is such that like that gave you an early peek into who I am as it a person. Did. Where he was like, well, "No, here's the money. We like just fill out, like get the invoice." And yeah. I was like, "It's just a lot of shit, you man." You pay taxes. Like I remember, yeah, I told him, "I was like, hey, just send me an invoice." And he's like, "What is that?" I'm, I'm a like, draft dodger. I was, like, just, I was like, "Just Google Google invoice." And he was like, uh, "What, Andy?" Uh, yeah. When I was in college. Drew a comic strip for the school newspaper, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Easy money, this is great. Gonna be able to spend it on beer every weekend because there's you know two cartoons a week." I was I was rolling. I should have been rolling in it, but when I went to get the money, they were like, "All right, cool. You need your social security card," and like my parents just split up, and like everything was everywhere, and I was like. Ah, fuck it. And I just did this trip free for an entire year. <laughs> but then, like, I had to take a few semesters off because I was doing other journalism stuff. And then when it came back around, I was like, you know what? I'm bitter and salty. I never got paid. So I'm going to do the comic again just for the paycheck and phoned it in for an entire <laughs> semester because I'm a bad person. You're, you're a good. That, was that your little frog comic? No, this was uh, The Adventures of Gary and Quinn. Mm. And what it was is that the football coach at the time was Gary Pinkle. The basketball coach was Quinn Snyder. And so it was Quinn Snyder. Yeah. You know, you know Quinn Snyder. Quinn yeah. Snyder. Uh, Utah Jazz now, right? I don't know, but there was a good joke about him that like uh, Quinn Snyder looks like the um, the villain in a movie that had that was uh, this is a disaster. Never mind, guys. Do you Not to mention, you know, our audience doesn't know anything about sports. <laughs> Do you remember any of your strips? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was when I was on point with them. Like I had a bunch of good ones of because uh, it was all pulled from like what was happening and like with the school and the the sports teams or whatever. But then there had been a rumor at one point about. I probably shouldn't say this. Juicy as hell. There was a rumor going around about one. Mm, there was a rumor going around. I mean, there's no way around about one of the coaches I just mentioned having an affair with one of the players' girlfriends or whatever. Mm. Whoa! And I put that in a strip. That's hot. And then oh, wow. one of those coaches probably pulled me aside and was like, "What the fuck, man?" And I was like, "Ah, yeah. like, dude, wow, too real, too, too real. soon. That's too fucking cool." And then you man. drew a follow-up strip of uh, 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 just a humble cartoonist being pulled aside. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> rough dub, <laughs> man. Really Before good. we went live, you were talking about Costume Quest Two. Yeah, that you want you're excited to play it because I was saying Halloween's know. coming up. We already have the Friday the Thirteenth stream here. It'll be on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games of Friday the Thirteenth. It'll be me and Cool Greg for sure playing. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll invite other people. Am I gonna buy a Jason mask? I think I might. I think I might get a hockey Ooh, mask for this. You know what I mean? But then, yeah, I saw today when I was uh, planning out more Game Over Greggy shows because we just have a bajillion of them happening all the time now. That Tuesday, the thirty first, in Halloween. That we don't need to do the show that day, so I put in a Halloween stream there. And so the question is, do I play more Friday the Thirteenth, Cool Greg? Do I play Costume Quest Two? Because if you remember. I was the first person ever to back Costume Quest 2 by giving Tim Schafer a $5 check on Up at Noon and then never shutting up until it actually happened. And then it actually happened, and I never actually beat Costume Quest 2. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got halfway through, something happened, got distracted, never came back. And I thought I, about I sitting down to play all that. So because for me, Crash Bandicoot was that game where it's just like I was asking for it, asking for it, asking yeah. for it, and I got it. And then I, I did play it. Uh, uh, but uh, the reason I bring this up is because James, his game is Psychonauts. He too. loves Psychonauts. Oh. And, uh, that's, that's happening. And how excited is he about that? Has there been any like updates on that, or no. is that just one of those things that was like we're doing it and it's been silent? No, but he he is going camping with Tim Schafer and the team because that was a Kickstarter or sorry a fig goal, and there was a very very generous fan. Did you say fake goal? Fig. Oh, fig. A fig. very generous fan that 
got, got that, that for goal. James. And James was like, he's like, I can't accept it. And the guy was like, no, please, it'd make me really happy if you would do this. So wow, that's really I don't cool. know when it's going to, I think, I think it may be in the next, you know, year. Has or he so. met Tim and everything before? Yeah, he has. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, Tim Shaver is like the best. The best man. He's been on a million um, of these shows. He does the morning show for us when nobody can fill in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, like, real update on. And he, he's going to do that little cameo or whatever. No real. Did he do, uh, did he play uh, Rhombus of Ruin, the VR one? I think he did. Yeah. yeah. I haven't heard, when it came out, like, I'm I'm not the biggest Psychonauts fan. Like, I enjoy it fine. I, I really do need to go back and play the PS2 remaster or whatever on PS4. But so, like, I never felt the urge to jump into the VR game. But I know a lot, uh, it came and went, but it didn't seem like anybody ever really talked about it. So I didn't know if a fan was all over it. No, uh, I think he probably played it at an event or something. Sure, sure, but, sure, sure. Uh, that's PSVR only, right? Yeah. Yeah, we don't have a PSVR. Oh, well, you guys suck. I didn't realize. I didn't realize Funhouse was doing that badly. Yeah, you guys love like PlayStation. You got any Vita? Huh? Yeah, we do. We you don't, know. I don't. I don't know if anyone at Funhouse owns a Vita. I'm Definitely, Bruce does not. How much creativity? If anybody, do they own be Lawrence. Irish gamer yeah, man, want to know? Do you own a PlayStation Vita? I do not. Um, there was one like week back when Danganronpa was only yeah. on the Vita, or sorry, on the, well, yeah. Uh, uh, Ian, that we were together at game trailers. Uh, he, uh, I was like, can I borrow your, you know, so I could play this? And he was like, sure. But then after a week, he was like, I need this back. And I was like, oh, well, I've been like traveling and working. I haven't. And he was like, no, I need Too it bad. back. Yeah, you had your shot. <laughs> and I was like, okay, never again. How did, why did Ding and Rapa drag you in or try to drag you in? Uh, there was just something about, about, well, it being an inaccessible anime gaming experience yeah. in a sense, if that if that makes any sense, makes a lot of sense more yeah. so than a lot of more like niche, uh, the mystery element. Yeah, I'm a big fan of nine nine nine. So like locked okay. room mysteries. Sure. Okay. So I was like I was totally down with uh, with the the similarities. So have that. you played one and two now that they're on like PlayStation? And now obviously Danganronpa V three is out as well. No, I, those are I need to go back and actually do them. The uh, like the I've played a. Uh, they're not the same games, but like 999, Zero Time Dilemma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, but I need to go back and do the Danganronpas now that I can actually get them. Mm. Uh, play them. I like the way you pronounced it. Danganronpa. Yeah. She's doing very authentic. Yeah. I, like I don't yeah. know that that's the proper way. Just I'm, just nor, I'm just used to like Danganronpa. Mama Kuma. Oh, Mama Kuma. What is he up to? <laughs> <laughs> Elise, what have you been playing? Oh, uh, I, I can tell you the last three games I've been, I guess in my personal time I've been playing. Mm. Uh, the Life is Strange, the new Before the Storm, Before the Storm, uh, first episode. Uh, Thoughts. So, uh oh, no, no, no. I, I, it, it was a little slightly jarring to have Chloe voiced by somebody yep. other than Ash. Um, but I still thought the the new voice for actress did great. Yeah, just you know, um, and I liked, I liked the story. I never really saw Chloe as someone that I kind of related to, mm -hmm. but uh, there's, they're softening her, and I, I like that we're getting the it, it, kind of a perspective of her and Rachel Amber's friendship. 100%. It feels, I, I miss the time rewind mechanic. Oh, really? Like, that actually kind of felt like you were puzzling a little bit more. The, sure. The discs or, like, comeback mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, it's cute, but, like, didn't feel like, it doesn't feel as gamey. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see like how it's going to as a prequel. I think you always need something that's really going to hook you and compel because you know it's going to happen. Ultimately, you know the trajectory of events. So, 
not yet in that first episode did I get something where I was like, okay, I'm really hooked and curious to see what they're going to feed me that's going to keep me interested in this. Mm. But how, did you guys play it? Did you? I did. Yeah, I'm a huge Life is Strange yeah. fan or whatever. And so jumping into it, I was. it was like, ah, it's cool they're doing more. All right, great. I hadn't been like... This is an awesome background, by the way. This is a good yeah, Ghostbusters background. Sponsors. I hadn't seen yet. Um, I hadn't seen what the hook would be to it, but like, yeah, what playing through and be. please shut your face. Sorry, what I love your fashion sense. That's Ghostbusters. Coolest guy in the office. Oh, okay. Remember this movie, Ghostbusters? I've heard of it. They made video games about it over there. David Crane signed one copy of it. Um, going through, I I wasn't like hungry for Chloe's backstory or anything in there. But when it, you jumped in, it was the same way for me where she's always like the punk and she's this and hella and you're like, okay, cool. And she has blue hair and why I'm already super, I'm super intrigued and hooked by the fact of watching her mature into that person. And yeah. like when she starts wearing the punk thing on her arm, right. And then like she starts the wearing a different t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they, they go back and retcon why she would say hella. <laughs> I love there's an origin story for hella. <laughs> yeah. Having not played these games, well, that you, sounds like um, the best Because that was the big thing, right? Of like they put out there like so many people cued in on that to hate on that. And then it being the fact that people like NorCal people like yourself who say hella, why would this girl from Oregon say hella? Like yeah. they, they actually went back and gave you a reason of why that would happen. She's like, oh, the bear is pretty there cool. There was a little tease at the end in the in the uh the when they were doing that did preview. they also do the preview at the yeah, end yeah. there was a silhouette where you're like who is that yeah but yeah it was that it, i i don't miss the rewind mechanic just because oh, really? i mean like i liked it fine yeah. but it was also the fact of this is three episodes it's just a story if sure. they're gonna give me fucking awesome moments like that D D game like when you walk oh, up yeah, and get to play, yeah, you, you get to play Dungeons and Dragons yeah. in yeah. Uh, Life, Life is Strange or whatever, and you go over and it's all based on what you say and do, and it's just them talking the in the like, three different perspectives of like, here's Chloe, here's the board and the dungeon master, here's this other kid, and you go through and it's it's so well done of like slow pans in and intense music and all this shit. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. I hope you continue playing your D and D campaign. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Episode. That'd be awesome. That'd be fun. Uh, and then, uh, oh, I played the the. Played the second chapter of Bendy and the Ink Machine. I don't know if you guys. I've heard the of this. Fuck is Bendy and the Ink Machine? It's so you know like, uh, the classic Matt uh, Max Fleischer cartoons like yeah, Superman. Uh, yeah, and and like Betty Boop yep. and that kind mm. of. It's almost you think of it as di early Disney too, but Max Fleischer was a rival of Disney. Bendy and the Ink Machine, you're it is kind of like a. Uh, Do you Felix the cat? Uh, he may have. I feel like, yeah. Feel it. But you're you're a uh, you're an a animator that's returning to a now defunct studio like 20 years after you worked for it, and it has that very, um, like that vibe to the art style. And you you created all these these uh, these characters. One being Bendy, who's kind of like this devilish little guy, and. I don't want to tell you too much. There's so much lore about this game online too. Matt Pat has done like a couple oh, yeah. game theories on it, which like uh, I the the episodes are are like there's there's you know there you don't do too much like game wise. Like you have an axe. You ha there are these like ink creatures that you know you do have to fight at points. But it is uh there's like so much story. It's it's kind of like another Five Nights at Freddy's where okay. you're like what's the story. And it's just slowly being revealed over time as yeah, you go. Yeah, I played the second one because the next episode, I want to say, is coming out this week. I'm assuming it's Maybe Steam. it might be today. Steam? It's no Felix, yeah, but Popeye. Yeah, it's Steam. Popeye. But there's, like, all this lore. And then the, the most recent thing that I started playing was Hollow Knight. Oof. See, um, I'm waiting for the Switch. I know. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I just bought it on Steam. <laughs> How is it? 
Because it looks beautiful, it looks super awesome, but does it stand up compared to now? I feel like we have so many Metroidvania style games. Yeah, well, it's Metroidvania with light RPG elements, but I, I love Ori in the Blind Forest. Sure. So that was part of the reason why I'm like, oh, this game looks beautiful. And it does, like, kudos to the artists of this game because they're they're doing a lot of heavy lifting. Just that style, I think, is luring a lot of people in. And the, the platforming is great. It's like Ori where, you know, you do unlock abilities and you're building, you know, you don't start with a double jump. You don't start with a dash, that sort of thing. Um, but... It's it is tough. Like it's it's a tough game, and you're. It has like Dark Souls ish elements to it, which I guess is now kind every of game? the trend with like yeah, yeah. every every. Let's like let's make a side scroller or a platformer that has like a bonfire kind of element or really mm. tough like bosses. Dodge um, rolls. Yeah, but I I'm digging it so far. Uh, it it is tough and like it is like Dark Souls where you're not necessarily clear on what your ob exact objective is, but you're you have to infer and uncover those story layers as you go throughout and um, you're kind of piecing together what your objective is, which I'm curious to see whether I'll actually fully understand or comprehend like what that is supposed to be. Um, I've, I, cause I've kind of like looked to see what the response is and, and some people are like, this game got too hard for me and I just stayed up on it. I'm like, I hope I don't, Hit that wall. Don't get there. Hit that wall, yeah. Because it is the kind of thing where if you die, you lose everything that you've accumulated, and then you go back to the spot where you died, and you have to fight your ghost. Oh, that's to, like, cool. Oh, it's that's not really difficult, but say you died at a boss battle, and then you've got to go back and fight your ghost and the boss at the same time. The boss is charging at you. The ghost mm. is charging sure. at you. That's where, like... That reminds layers. me of Shovel Knight, like having to yeah. go back and get your treasure and well, shit. What I like about Shovel Knight is I thought they did a really good job of the risk versus reward where when you die, you're, it's the three treasures or whatever that pop up and you have to, you can recollect them, uh, but you don't have to. And I feel like this sounds a bit more like it gets in your way and can like fuck up the actual gameplay, yeah. whereas the Shovel Knight thing it was more like it's in an impossible place, just don't go. And yeah. If you die on your way to that ghost to reclaim your stuff, you lose all, all that save. So it can get frustrating. In that respect, hmm, hmm. but yeah, I I do I would say wait for the Switch because yeah. people are going to spend so much time with this game on the Switch and it's really pretty. Do we know the release date for Switch yep. version? No, no. One of these guys, about. huh? Yeah, one of these ukuleles. There's a whole bunch of them. Ukulele, <laughs> Stardew, that. But apparently, Stardew, oh, Stardew just got approved or whatever. It just got approved, right? yeah. so it's coming. It's an, it's been an interesting thing with the Switch with uh, the eShop because it seems like a lot of games aren't committing to release dates because they're trying to to get the game done and released as soon as possible so they don't put the date out so that as soon as it's ready in gold or whatever digitally i don't know how that all works they can just get it approved and then boom mm. it's live yeah. that's why golf story yeah is a perfect example where we heard about it in the in nindy's presentation and then like september and september comes along it's in the next uh nintendo direct and it was like we have two weeks left in september there's no date that's fucking then, weird do you ever worry that like these games or maybe the developers were worried that they're not getting press because there's nothing that you can point to and say like it's coming this time and the that's thing about that goes. i would i think right now the rush is that this is literally a, a gold rush right now we've seen it I, I i three people or three games got talked about on kind of funny games daily today right ocean horn death squared and one that i don't remember the name of because i hadn't really heard of it before but saying that hey our Switch version of the game sold more than all the other versions combined. Wow. And it was because, just like time after time after time. Because this is, I mean, the, the Switch is the new Vita in terms of like, content, hey, yeah. you put out games on this and the audience will buy it. The attach yeah, rate's even, insane. Even things like, uh, I forgot what show we talked about this on, it might have been Games Daily, but 
uh, Ultra Street Fighter 2, which yep. was panned by the internet. Like so far of the the Switch's like physical real releases or or like games that they put focus on, that was their game for May. James bought it. He spent like forty bucks. And that's <laughs> he the buys thing. it every time. Every time yeah. Street Fighter 2 comes and out, that's the thing is it. like there's it's a obviously it's a great game, but like this version does have a lot of issues with it. And the fact that it's forty dollars is an insult when that that game originally came out for fifteen dollars ten years ago. Um, the, the remake, not yeah. let alone the original version, but that game sold more in its first week than Marvel's Capcom Infinite did on wow. PS4 and Xbox One, and that is combined. <laughs> and I was talking. I don't, think, I don't think it was combined. Oh, okay. Gary Widow was on today, and we were talking about this. Of my concern is because, like, did you see today? We're recording this on Thursday, obviously. All the games that came to Switch today. It's an obscene amount of games. Obscene. I got the press release yeah. in, in my email from Nintendo, and I was looking through, and I was like, "Oh shit, uh, Lovers in the Dangerous Space Time oh, really? is on Switch." I'm like, "I, I haven't even heard Great. about that." Awesome. And that's oh, cool, yeah. but like, are we getting to the point it's, where it's, there's too much? I didn't it, know it was coming to Switch. No, I didn't even. <laughs> it's the thing, yeah. Where I think beforehand, you know, are we worried about the press? No, we're not worried about the press. We're worried about people buying it. And now, as this market now is filling up, and the uh, sh shopping place or marketplace is getting so crazy. Thank you, Joey. Uh, it's just like, well, we're gonna hit that limit now, where is it's it hard to find games. You, there's gonna be so many games that they won't all sell like this. So right now, it's literally get your shit out as fast as possible. You worry think it's about gonna it become like end. a mobile type situation? No, I, I mean, I think that you're gonna. I think the quality per capita will be better, but I think it's gonna get to you know how we talk about PSN, Steam, Xbox, like how hard it is to find games there anymore, or how hard it is to separate the good from the bad, how hard it is to get something, uh, uh, an indie game that's on Steam press when there are a million indie games on Steam trying to get press. I think you know. I was I was talking about it today, right? You turn on your, you just hit the power button on your Switch. There's this nice little curation right there of three top stories, right, from Nintendo to tell you something about. And we've seen that be Snake Passes out. I've seen it be other little games, yeah. and it's not hiding stuff in the way that I think the PlayStation Network does. And being able to jump in and get into that, that's great. But when there are 14 games a, a th every Thursday release, those numbers are going to start to go down in terms of adoption. Rate. I do think that uh, the Switch is going through that, that kind of early foundation process where there's so many ports, and especially when it comes to indies, um, I think the indie developers are seeing so much success and so much sales and just numbers and numbers and numbers. They're yeah. like, oh, fuck, let's get the game that we did three years ago. Oh, yeah. support it. Yeah. Like, let's just go. Let's just go. And it's just like, I think that that's going to die down of course. eventually. And I hope that after that, it does become more of a focused kind of systematic thing of Nintendo does an indie's presentation, focuses on 15 games, and like we see those kind of trickle out. I wonder if like it'll inspire a lot of indie devs, unless it's just easy for them to push out a PC, you know, version as well, so if that's native. But like if they'll stop developing and only develop for Switch, because like mm. I know a lot of people are like, there'll be an indie game that I'm like, oh, I'm excited for that, like Hollow Knight, for example, yeah. or like. And I'm like, oh, there's this game, you know, Owl Boys. Hell yeah. And, you all, and, and I'm like, oh, I'm really into this game. And then they're like, oh, I'll wait for Switch. I'm going to wait for, I'm waiting for Switch. Um, and so I'm like, oh, everybody's just expecting these games are going to get ported well, I mean, to that, Switch. That's the way it is with the stuff that comes out on Switch first, right? Like, I don't expect it to be Switch exclusive forever. I expect Golf Story to be everywhere eventually. It's just the fact that, from what I understand, Nintendo's super aggressive about Nindies and yeah. hey, if you're publishing on this platform, we want it exclusively for this amount of time. And I think as the deal, you have these developers coming out being like, "Yeah, we made buku money on it." I think more and more <laughs> people are going to start doing that, and that'll just be the switch. Like talking to Damon Baker, the dude that does the Nindies presentations, like hosts them. Uh, I talked to him at E3, and he was talking about how much Nintendo was focusing on 
getting these uh, in, like in, independent developers to commit to the Switch and wanting to have something about the Switch be enticing more than just, oh, it's on Switch, but having it be um, first on Switch or exclusive modes on Switch or like what they're doing with Rocket League and things like that. And it's so awesome to see because like that's the GeoCorsi PlayStation mentality yeah. of like, we want to look at indie games as a pillar of the switch yeah so it's not just it's not just first party third party but indie games are just as equal to to those other two things in terms of their vision and i think that's it's great that we're seeing them with their the presentations showcases directs and uh whatever you want to call them that the, each one of those kind of focuses on one of those different pillars was there anything else on that press release that you stood out in terms of Nothing that I uh, really was like, oh shit, because yeah. like Lovers in Dangerous Space Time is such an awesome it's game, great. and I can just imagine it being so great on Switch, especially if there was the You're playing with somebody Joy-Con yeah. support, two-player. That'd be really interesting. I don't know if it'd be possible, but maybe, because it's not really intensive. In terms Anything's of possible, Tim. Anything is possible. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nothing else stood out to you, you're saying? Not even Conga Master Party? Conga Master Party lead? did not stick out to me, but what did stick out to me, but I already knew about this for a couple of days, Golf Story. Sure. Greg. We've been excited for this game. You've been playing since it. that Nindies thing, yeah. Since the Nindies presentation, <laughs> right? I think we've all been like, this game looks awesome. And this is the thing to your, you know, is it going to be hard, or is it going to, you know, are, we, are they going to struggle for discoverability or something? I think it is the fact that if Nintendo continues to do Nindie presentations, they continue to do these special directs. When you get there, you're going to have games that obviously stand out from the pack and that people see and identify with. Like it didn't work for me, but I know a lot of people are. I know Joey Noel is excited for that elephant game. Or whatever. Oh, oh. Uh, Coop, not Coop, uh, Trumbo, something like that. Trumbo. No, what the, what the hell is it called? I remember when it came out on Xbox One. Uh, but like that's the thing where I think things will stand out to different people. Oh, that that game already existed. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. If I'm thinking of the same game, a little cute like elephant. Trumbo. Yeah, that sounds right. To be clear, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time out October third. But it was in today's press release. Mm. I was like, why didn't I read that on Kind of Funny Games Daily? Not gotcha. that I'm here to yeah. nickel and dime you. No, I just, I just looked at the press release. No, I hear you. But that's the other thing, too, that's, that's impressive about Nintendo. For me, as a Nintendo fan that's been on Nintendo's press email for years now, God, how sad it was for so many years to get the email and be like, uh, out this week. And it'd be like, no, quote unquote, real game. And then the downloadable stuff would be like, here's on the Wii U eShop, there's DLC for some game that you've never heard of. And then yeah. 3DS eShop is a bunch of other random shit. And it's like some of them really quality things. Yeah. But it's just like, what the fuck? And now it's like every week is this huge list. And I'm yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. No, it's nice to see them thriving, right? And I think it's just, it's going back to what, what, they knew would make this switch work and survive is the fact that yeah nintendo can't exclude can't uh live on its exclusives alone it can't live on mario can't li live on zelda all by itself we look saw that with the wii u right but you put out great indie stuff on it you put out all these different people you now start to have companies like ubisoft wake up and be like oh well yeah we should partner with them we should mm -hmm. make something we there's i would argue there. with the re wii u though and this is important to put out sure. it didn't have a mario it didn't have a zelda like, it didn't have the proper thing that people would expect from sure. those games until the end with Zelda, obviously. That doesn't count. Yeah. So. Wii U sucked, just for a minute. It, just it had great games. It. it did. It I know, did, and that's why I'm glad they're all coming to Switch. It never got the core games I that know. maybe could have made it. Can you believe it's a fucking succeed. month till Mario Odyssey? No. Like, we're that close to Mario Odyssey. I'm so jealous that Bruce is going to be here. Oh, when it comes. No, no, you're, no I, I, I didn't put that together. Um, is he here when Mario? Well, dropped? he's like here right after because I'm like, oh, he gets to talk to you guys about and he gets Mario. To play on and he gets to go on a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, golf story, Greg. Golf story. It. I've been so playing it. Andy's been it. playing it. We are golf fanatics here. That's what you've been playing mm -hmm. it too. Oh yeah. Oh, man, I'm oh, yeah. so yeah, you got to get your shit together, huh? I do. Yeah. Uh, what is so enticing about it is just that it, I mean, a lot of people who have seen it 
I don't have any background with this, but it looks like Mario Golf. It's GB. Mario Golf on the Game Boy Color. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's the thing where people are super into it. I was into it because, you know, I we were heads down in everybody's golf from the PlayStation yeah. exclusive and crazy about that. And, and so when this the Nindies event happened and they showed this game, it was like, oh my, this is like the answer to us. Literally, when we're sitting around playing everybody's golf, it's like, this is fun, but man, this would be great on Switch. It'd be great to I go play I thought it was only going to be a Steam game. When I first, like, I first saw the trailer, I think, Close to when I like first got hired around here. Oh, really? Wow! And I was like, oh, it's probably going to be a Steam game. Uh, I probably won't play it. Yeah. Uh, and then the Nindies uh, presentation happened. I was like, oh my god, this is a Switch game. Holy shit! Yeah. And it, yeah, it really is a lot like Mario Golf on on Game Boy Color. Um, the dialogue's super cute it's and so funny, funny. It's so it's, charming. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, they're little, you know, pixel characters, but they all have their own personalities. Yeah. They have all these different things. Totally. Like, there's already intrigue on the golf course. Yeah. Like, why is this guy running it? Drama. Yeah. He's trying to sell knockoff clubs and yes, shit. The coach won't coach me. What the fuck's How happening? How anime is it, though? Anime. I don't think it's very anime. No. But again, I, you know how much anime I watch, too. I can't tell yeah. you. Today. So is your objective to become, like, the number one golfer in the world or something like right that? Right now, it's it's coming up from bootstraps. You want to be trained. You want to get this okay. coach. You're, like, fulfilling. Some pie, some pie. It starts with a flashback to you and your dad playing golf. And like, yeah, you know, so sweet. You wanna, so you, you're trying to honor your father here and go out and get good at golf. It's so cute. And yeah. then, like, 20 years later, it's like... Hey, I, I'm trying to get back into it, and I'm back on the course, and I'm gonna do my do right by yeah. my father. And is he dead? And he's like, no, he's just. <laughs> no, he's just, he's, I just wanna, he's just over there. He's on vacation. <laughs> Thought I'd come back and be a golfer. Is the gameplay of the actual golf like system, whatever it is? Yeah. I haven't actually seen all the gameplay I've seen has just been over. It is the stuff. only thing that it does weird that it didn't. It, that it doesn't do like every other fucking golf game does is like the behind the back view when you're about to shoot. Okay. You're shooting from the top down, just like from every view that you see Got down it. here. Ex but it's the same three skill, three dot skill check or whatever. Um, it's obviously not as technical as most golf games, right. but you can once you set your shot, you can set. I want to put backspin and I wanted to draw a little bit or slice or you know or hook or whatever. Um, it's obviously not as technical as a game like everybody's golf, but yeah. and that's been the one thing great. for me. You know, I've I, I've been playing. How long was Games Cast? An hour and a half. Your dog. Yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah, hour fifteen. Hour yeah, hour and, and, I, and I probably put in ten minutes, ten fifteen before that. So I played an hour and a half of it or whatever, and I've just gotten through my first nine hole. Like, hey, we have to have a competition. The rest of it's been running around. It's been little well, challenges of like, oh, you get it into this. Yeah. Because yeah. to like to what Tim said, I've like looked over your shoulder periodically, and I've never seen you play golf once. In yeah. this, <laughs> you know, I've seen this game. Yeah, right now I've got a, like, this caveman Greg? wants me to race around. What and, intrigue is Greg? And going I, to I, just <laughs> I don't. This caveman dude wants me to run around. There's tar pits in his course too that I'm running. So essentially, the first guy that you're gonna meet, he's like. uh you go up to a group. He's like, "Hey, can you give me lessons?" And he's like, "No, it's fourteen ninety-five. So you have to make fourteen ninety-five in order for me to give you lessons." Microtransaction and, and bullshit. All of his, all of his like students on the course are like, "Yeah, beat it, like punk or whatever." You know, like, I'm so like we're this. paying customers or whatever. Uh, and so eventually, you're like, "Okay, well, I have to go. I have to run around the course and figure out how to make money." So there's like a woman. A mom and her son is like in the water, and there's like alligators in the water. And she's like, "Oh, my son's out there. What the fuck do I?" So you like hit the son with a <laughs> golf club. You hit the son with a golf ball, and he flies back because he has one of those little spinny hats. So uh. he flies back to the. So she gives you like three bucks, and you're doing all these little chores around in order to make the money. Uh, but the really intriguing part is you get back and you find the coach. And you um, fuck that mom. Yeah, you, you fuck her, dude. Mom. Right. It's really graphic. <laughs> um, but essentially, you give him the money, and and he's like, all right, I'm going to have you do these shots or whatever, these golf shots. So you do them, and you kill it. But he's like, nah, you're not good, man. Sorry, you don't have a future. 
And you're like, what the fuck? Why not? And this other little fucking snotty kid is like, hey, check out my the shot. Sparrow. He's like, how's my shot, coach? And he hits it's it terrible. and he fucks it up. He hits it like two in the fucking slunker. Two slices. Yeah. And the coach is like, looks great. And you're like, whoa, something's up here, dude. This is, there's, there's shenanigans yeah. afoot. And then oh so you God. go talk to the snotty kid and the snotty kid's like, yeah, want to want to battle sort of thing, and like I guess it is kind of like Pokemon in that sense. So yeah, you that's, like that's what I'm saying. That's the anime that I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, I'm so into. it. I can't wait to get back to that's it. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's how long? How much is it? Fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks on yeah. Switch available oh, now. Yep. Fourteen ninety five. I guess. Well, I, I'm sorry. It's okay. I blew it. It's so special. You weren't listening. So cool. it's I, but, hey. <laughs> so great. Are you? Is it as good as you wanted it to? Yeah. Be? No. Totally. I'm all yeah. in. I want to play more of it. Yeah. yeah I think you know, as uh, something to break me from Destiny, or when Jen's all selfish and wants to watch a movie with me rather than let me play Destiny, I can play this then mm. on the download. She won't mm. know. Uh, you know have you been playing anything else? Ah, uh, well, more Destiny, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after the Destiny? Yeah, a little bit more Destiny <laughs> after that. Yeah, you know what I mean? I almost got. I just. I'm almost got the trophy for my stupid Titan. I know I, you've been worried about this. I have been. I'm then I'll have to go do the Warlock trophy. <laughs> then I gotta go through and do Warlock Master Race, man. Where, how much of the fa- War of the Factions have you been playing, Andy? Not, not. I, I barely selected my faction. Would you? You went, you went war. You went future war call. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because they have the coolest lobby and yeah. uh, the coolest looking gear, and apparently. Like they have a really dope ass um, pulse rifle and scout rifle. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm looking forward to. Have you done any of the farming of tokens? Have you seen this whole thing? No. There's like because you, like you can go into lost sectors, do it, but not kill the boss. Warp back out, come back in, and just do it all over again. Oh, I didn't know that. I did that for a while. Uh, Is that like night. cheesing it? Or yeah. You? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh, cheesing. I wasn't sure yeah. if that was like how you actually do it or not. No. Um, I don't know if it's been patched. No, I haven't it. done any of that though. Okay. Uh, the first night, so I selected my faction, and then uh, my roommates were like, "Hey, do you want to play?" Crucible, and we're like, yeah, sure. And then, of course, we got fucking trounced. Sure. And I'm just not very good at, at PvP. Um, Do you already have the trophy for the uh, War of the Nine? Have you done that thing? Or Trials of the Nine? No. Or the Nine? Okay. Wait, no. I don't think so. Okay. I've been to... I think we only won, like, three matches. I don't okay. know. Not very good at PvP, at least. No, I mean, yeah, um, true, true. It's a, it's a pain in the ass. Um, but I do it... I, I The fun I find in doing PvP is your daily challenges and your milestones. Like, okay. That's, I, that's what they should be making. The, yeah, the fun and w- what's fun is, like, you go into PvP and, like, you see that, like, oh, the, the goals today are, like, kill people with five, with uh, with void weapons or whatever, or kill 50 people with a super. Or not 50, it's always, like, five or ten or something like that. So yeah. they're always, like, really attainable goals, and they're fun. Uh, and that's, that's where I find... The cool challenge in Destiny PvP, because okay. otherwise I'm not gonna have fun. I'm gonna get my ass whooped. But it's like, oh, I'm not. I never really use um, my fucking the flame sword guy. Sure, never use that. But I have to do it for this challenge, so might as well try it out. Okay. Um, but no, I haven't done much of the War of the Factions. Okay. But uh, I'm I'm slowly weaning myself off of Destiny a little bit. Yeah. Getting a little, little, bit, little bit less out of it. Sure. Wait for the new expansion. Yeah, that's the thing. I want to get my power level up before I stop, mm. and then I want to. Mm. Also, just keep playing too. That's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Get it to where I can just raid or whatever. No problem. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm already raiding. Obviously, get oh, it to where the raids aren't you know soul crushing and not. Sure. I'm like I want to cry while I play it and just get sure. get good enough there to wait then for the expansion. Plus, I want to get that platinum. Mm-hmm. What else have you been playing, Andy? Um, I fired up NBA 2K18. Hell yeah! Because I'm a big baller. Slam a jam, a tomahawk. Ball, I'm a big life. baller. I'm just slam dunking all across the court. Okay. Correct. Um. Man, the story, uh, story mode is so bad. Yeah. You're playing on PS4. I saw that. Right? I'm playing on PS4, yeah. Um, I was thinking of trying to like coerce Funhouse into, like, let's play it. But then I was looking at some of the reviews, and they were not that 
We want to we want to do a party mode where we do like two v two or like Greg versus Nick and just For have us That's happening. Uh, hey, <laughs> I, we're gonna do that. Um, but man, the the my career create a player. This is your guy. I've always loved that mode in two K, and I haven't played in the last like year or so. I stopped at the year where. Where there, it was a Spike Lee joint. Mm. Oh no! That's the year that I like, didn't play oh, it. You didn't play. Why didn't you play the Spike Lee joint? I don't know why I stopped. Okay, um, not like Spike Lee, not a Knicks fan. But so. also the the year prior to that was like the last year I played, and it was just abysmal because gotcha. um, because they had actual players who were acting. Mm. So like, if you got drafted to the Pel- like you would get drafted to a certain set of teams, right? So I got drafted to the Pelicans. Eric Gordon is sort of like your mentor, and Eric Gordon, good lord, dude, this Eric Gordon is. Elise Williams, what have you been playing? Like, you could tell this is he's reading a fucking script, and he shouldn't be put through this. You know, <laughs> this isn't one of his skills. Yeah, this is, like he's a three point shooter. He's a three and D guy, Greg. All right, yeah, he's D-man. good for defense. He's good for three point shots. Not for the readings. Nope, not for the readings. He got signed to the Houston Rockets. Killed it last year, um, but he's just terrible. Like, and all the actors <laughs> are terrible. All the. Basketball athletes are terrible actors and they're really bad readers. And there's like really great uh, montages of the cutscenes of them reading like, hey, man, you do really great today. You should also come to the team next week. Like you could tell like where they're like reading comments and shit. Like, awful. I love basketball. <laughs> yeah, I love basket. <laughs> they have to ADR Ball. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I started 2K18 and of course you give your guy a name, Andy Cortez. Yeah, you do. Right. But Andy Cortez is playing as DJ because yeah, nicknames shit. You like so the last time I played was like two years ago, I believe, and you were Prez. That's that was your name. P E R Z. Class president. So like what he would do is like if you fouled somebody, he'd be like, I, uh, my name is Prez and I approve of that foul. Presidential pardon. He would say shit like that. It was like really, really stupid. He had that's like really his good own though, that's really good. Yeah. So DJ do nice dropping balls. So DJ, right? he gets so he's you're getting you're applying for like some like street league sort of invitational or whatever. And one of the guys recognized, he's like, oh, I remember you're DJ, huh? So how's that DJ life treating you? Uh, you quit basketball for it, didn't you? Ah. So it's like you quit basketball four years ago. You're trying to come back to the game like after like, shot. after yeah, exactly. So after failing as a DJ and I didn't get far into it, I was like, this is fucking bad, man. Uh, but the gameplay feels great, man. Yeah. I mean, it fucking... Re- <laughs> but you can cross over some punks. Did you see the microtransaction shit everybody's been up in arms about? No, I haven't gotten anywhere near... Like, essentially, I did the part where um, you play a few games to sort of show that you uh, have what it takes, Greg. Sure. And then you select your favorite team early on, and as you're leaving one of these, like, streetball leagues, some guy's like, hey, uh, DJ! And, and you're like, yeah, what's up, man? And he's like... Okay, and you're kind of like very standoffish, you're like, yeah, oh, fuck this guy. And he's like, I- I'm a scout for the San Antonio Spurs. And so you're what? like, what? <laughs> yeah, so you kind of freak out. Uh, and then you essentially go to the, the, the team's like fucking practice area, and you're like, hey, well, yeah, we wanted you to try out with. Um, with the, third, with the third stringers, Carmelone, he's back. <laughs> he's back. Uh, so you try with the, thir- the third stringers, and then you do well enough to like, hey, you tired? And you're like, nah, man, I'm not tired. He's like, are you sure you're not tired? Because if you, if I see you like, you know, being yeah. lazy out there, I'm gonna pull you. Yeah. yeah. So you play against the starters, and of course you kill it. So they're like, you know what? 
We're going to offer you your contract. Then you collapse, and there's a mini game, and it becomes Trauma Center. <laughs> yeah. Of getting the spiders out of your lungs. What's really, what's really awful about it, though, is like you go back to your apartment, and your apartment is like a fucking basketball gym. <laughs> like, oh, no. and say so, like you have, <laughs> yeah. a ba- but you have like this, um, this female friend who's like your best friend. <laughs> oh. And. Um, She's this Asian woman who's really loud and like kind of acts ghetto-ish, and it's just like, it's just really bad. Like, it's awfully acted. I'm not gotcha. a huge fan of it. Um, but I stopped at the part where now it's kind of like open course in everybody's golf, where now you're in the game, you're in this like open big lobby, and there's other created players around you, and you get to go play street other ball. Other DJs. Yeah, other DJs essentially. <laughs> DJs it's jamming fucking, on DJs. Ah, it's so annoying. Um, but the gameplay feels so fluid and awesome and yeah. like it always does. It's Good. just the story mode. I They need to go through another really big reinvention in order to they need make a long it shot. good again. Yeah, Because it's a long called? shot. Long shot. Scott Porter, yeah. Did you ever play Madden? Madden? No. This, 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 Madden? Long shot in Madden this year is really good. So they put in long shot mode in Madden. And it's like story mode. Super good. Mahershala Ali is the dad. Oh, I love him. It's so sad. It's like he dies. Dan Marino's in it. He's really good. Yeah, Dan Marino's Dan actually Marino. really like, good. He Dan acts. Marino, Dan Marino? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I knew from Ace Ventura that yeah, he's, he's got chops, the, uh, but he's just been resting him <laughs> for like 25 years yeah. to come back. Right it's straight up like yeah, Friday Night Lights. Or 18. Yeah, that's where he's got to be. It's straight up like Friday Night Lights like mode. Oh, it's really, shit. really good. It's really good. Do you think we should do that on Funhouse? You it, should. Would it be well, I mean, of... you might cry a lot. I think it's like, it's so good that you can't really be made fun of. Okay. Oh, people make well. fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. People are mean about it. Okay, you know well, what I mean? sarcastic. That's my my two cents on NBA 2K. Interesting. You talk about how bad the voice acting is and the acting in general on NBA 2K. I know where you're going 18. with this. Last time on kind of funny games. I have cast. something else I I've been playing, but go ahead. Well, we're bouncing around, aren't okay. we? I mean, yeah, I clearly just, have something else to say. Yeah, Can we, we just, just fucking add it around? Mark Wahlberg in The Departed. Yeah, bouncing sweaty. Alec Baldwin. Last time on kind of funny games cast. Previously on Roll. Kind of Funny Games cast. Insert the clip. Okay. Roll a clip. What clip? Insert the, insert the clip from last time when I said what I was going to play. Journey. Roll a clip. What clip? All right. Thanks for putting that in there. Thimbleweed uh, Park. Thimbleweed Park. Uh, well, I was making a joke oh. like when I, you know, like you, you I like them. I love thim- it. Thimbleweed Park. I was talking a good game because I've played it at preview events and been like, yeah, I want to play it. I then didn't, didn't want to play it on PC, obviously. Or didn't want to play it on Xbox. I then, I was it gonna, on Xbox. then it was coming to PlayStation. I was going to get trophies. Then it's coming to Switch. I'm like, I'll wait for Switch. So I, we, we had this flight down to go see these idiots in LA we got to uh-huh. hang out with. I'm on the plane, actually, the airport. Pop in the earbuds, crack my knuckles, turn on Thimbleweed Park, start playing Thimbleweed Park. Time to Park, dive in. <laughs> enjoying the first little bit of it and this stuff. And then, like, I Andy got there and I was like, I, I turned it off. He's like, how, how's that going? I'm like, I like the writing. These voice actors are so bad. Like, I just don't like any of their performances, their delivery, their accents. I'm like, I don't know what to do. But I think that was, that was part because it was a small operation at that time. Sure. Can I ask you a question about the, how it plays on Switch? Yeah. So, um, when you're, you know, because you obviously you have to, sorry, you have to click on an, an action. Yeah, and yeah. Then like click on, can move you, here, play Can you this. just, like, touch screen, like, doop, doop? Yep. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man, fucking play, play on it. I should have played it on PC. I played it on Xbox. So every time I had to drag the cursor, no, drag no, it no, back. Man, that, that must be Destiny so style. sweet. No, it's super nice. Yeah, here, here uh, I'll, I'll click it over for you. So tight. Like it's the thing where I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not an, <laughs> I'm not an adventure game guy. 
for the most part, right? Like the old school Telltale games, I couldn't, I didn't really want to do. And whenever Tim's here and he's like, "Oh man, did you play this game that I made or that game that I made?" I'm like, "Nah, nah I played Full Throttle with Poe once. We enjoyed that, but nothing else." So, jumping into this one, I was like, "All right, cool." I like the idea of it. You know, there's been this murder in this town. <laughs> She's so in love with it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the style of it. I, I'm playing it on the casual. There's like, is, do you want casual or like season difficulty? Mm. And casual is more like forgiving of, yeah, what the fuck do I click on how to do it? But like, I was playing it. It, it might have been that it was early. You know what I mean? Like, we were, we were trying to try anything <laughs> off. We're doing we were different in things. the Southwest Terminal. It was, it was, it was it, But it was this thing of like, I'm really into this. And then they start talking and I'm just like, ooh. Is the clown's voice okay? I don't like, I didn't get to the clown. Uh, holy shit, this makes it so much easier to play. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, is I'm going to get it? back to it. I think I'm going to turn it off. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to go back and just turn off the voices, but it was just like the main guy you're playing as in this duo of detectives. Wasted. I was just like, I can't. You're having a fucking meltdown right now. I can't believe the difference. You're so lucky, Greg. I should, here I'm saying I don't <laughs> yeah. like the voices. Fuck me, you know what I mean. So I need to get back to it. Uh, but yeah, it just did not hit on the note I thought it was going you to. You don't think they were trying to parody like, like Dana Scully or anything? Oh, I think they were, yeah. but I think she's just like a joyless voice in there that I just don't enjoy listening yeah. to. You see the picture of that the guy has a weird accent. Do I have one now? Oh yeah, no, it's kind of interesting. Fox Mulder and Dana yeah. Scully. Like X Files, we kneel. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, 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 I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah, okay. Interesting marketing. And then in a similar vein, coming back from the trip uh, down to LA for the uh, Let's Play reunion, I booted up uh, another Lost Phone, or you know, the sequel oh, to a normal Lost Phone yeah. or whatever. And I, I think, again, this was, of course, 5 in the morning, so that might play into it or whatever, because I'm just reading texts and doing all this different stuff. It didn't hook me like the first one did. Hmm. I started the first one on, on PC, and should, is it available on, like, Android, yeah. do you know? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I should go back and do it that way, because I... I was like, eh, I don't really know if I'm in. Maybe I wasn't in the right mood for it, but yeah, it, it didn't get the me. First the first one I really enjoyed, and it was like, oh man, this is intriguing of like what's going on and where. And I, I forget what it was something about the, you know, you start the first one, you scroll back through these texts from your father, and it's like, you okay, take, cool. Like, the code with the lock pin. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm just talking about you scroll back yeah. and see this relationship with his father and the family, and then to the like, where are you? Worried about you? What's happening? Kind of thing. And this one, I jumped in. I felt like there was more information available at the beginning or whatever. But I'm reading back through this chat log or what I guess text log with your boyfriend and I'm going back and forth and I'm just like I don't I, I, I it might be that I was reading it wrong but this was enough of like it was just a, a bridge too far for me to believe of like it sounds like when the guy leaves she moves in with him when he leaves the apartment the door locks and you can't unlock it like she's trapped there like a prisoner and I was like that doesn't sound real at all. Like, I don't understand what that is. Maybe I'm misreading this mm. context, but I kept going and that's the context I'm pulling. I'm gleaming from it or whatever. Yeah. So like, I'm already like, well, this guy just sounds like a psychopath or something's weird here. And he keeps making up excuses why he didn't make her a key yet. I'm like, all right, like, I don't really understand. And then I got to like where she, she disappears or whatever. And like, where are you? I'm worried about you, blah, blah, blah. And like, I went back and started reading the other text messages. None of them seemed all that like, mm. oh, this is what's going on. Like, I don't know she's missing. Was there a train accident? I'm not sure. And I'm like, I know it won't be long. I should go back and get back into it and see it and see if it catches me moving. Maybe it was just that it was the morning and I was, yeah. wasn't in the mood for it. But yeah, it's, sometimes games like that, it's a definite mood. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Not to derail that, but it that's just, pretty much it. It's tangentially related, I guess. But are you an Emily is away fan? We both. We are. both are okay, huge. I need, Absolutely. I need to go back and play the, that, and then and Emily is still away. Emily's or, away, away too. Emily, yeah, Emily's away too. Yeah. yeah I, I, it, so you never beat it. I've never. I've never played them. <laughs> You got yeah, to. Emily I, is away is such such a special game. 
that I love both so much, and both of them are so good in I, totally I, different I'm like, ways. I'm like, I feel like I saw Tim tweet about. Oh this my god, a long it's one ago. of the, I, it might be my favorite let's play we've ever done. Wow, where okay. me and Greg played through the entire second game in one four hour sitting. And got wasted. Um, <laughs> it was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was so damn good. But yeah, no, those okay. games are they're so great. And they're it, super special. I, it's like this game when you first were pitching me on the the prequel to it. Like it sounds cool, but Emily is away just nailed that to me because it's like I like that this is modern and it's like you're actually using your phone to do all this stuff. But there's something about the setting of using aim and during and a, like a time pay, yeah. a time period. Yeah, the sounds, like the, the all, looks. All the things of like the references to the music that was coming out during oh, I gotta do that. 2004 or Breaking whatever. Benjamin, it's like, man. Yeah, let me know what you yeah, think I, about I it. I remember like I first saw it at an IndieCade, but then like I think I just I was like, this doesn't really seem like a great game to sit down it's and play It's definitely not now. a preview game. No. Yeah, you know, when you're in a, t a tent outside in Culver City, you're not going to. But uh yeah, they're, I, I mean, I definitely love games like that. And the thing about the original A Normal Lost Phone, right, was I felt like there were, like, again, leaps in logic of how this all works, where it was like, okay, this is interesting. It was short, too. It wasn't like, you know, I was spending hours on it. And I don't know how long this one's going to be either. But I feel like this one is like, let's put more in there and try to gamify it more. And, like, this is like... So I went in to try to get into like this little secure thing and you put in a passcode, I guessed it and it didn't work. And then it's like incorrect password, your hint. Some of the following information, year of your year of birth of my first boyfriend plus office number of my penultimate boss plus street number of the place where I and Amanda met for the first. I'm like, it's like no, all right, we're gamifying that. that a bit too much in yeah. terms of like, you know, what the fuck's going on. He uses on. the office number of their penultimate boss. As part <laughs> it of, like, like spells it all out. And then it's because the, then it's that thing of just like, OK, cool. Like and I was and when I started playing it at five in the morning in the terminal right in the last one I don't remember ever having to take notes it was like pretty clearly as I started going in this one I'm like I should probably have a piece this of paper yeah. and a note. And I'm like, I don't really feel like doing I that. I thought you were reading Literatica. <laughs> when I saw you playing sure. the game. I thought sure. you were writing in Erotica. Yeah. Right? The, the last game I took notes for was her story. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like Jim Carrey number 23, just mad scribblings all around Yeah, me. no, we did that too. We did yeah. that too, yeah. Uh, but what I love about Emily is a way too is I felt like it did a great job of adding more elements that weren't shitty gamifying things it yeah it's more like oh this is actually like with the youtube and with the, yep. uh, the web browser and being able to use the desktop it was oh. fleshing out that experience without just piling on things to it yeah and again God, so arguably i haven't played near enough of this to have that opinion but that was my i mean first glance it's a mobile game i you know how they are they're a dime a dozen i can move on to something yeah. else and switch or this that the other that was my impression of it where i didn't get locked i didn't get Hooked the way I was the first time around. Yeah, the the two things I've been playing, uh, I got Pokin Tournament on the, the DX. Switch. DX. And, uh, I played it on my a little bit on the flight, the flight back <laughs> uh, from LA, and it's just I played. Me and Kevin did a let's play when it was on Wii U, and we played a little bit more than that. And like, it's one of those games where I would have loved that if that's what Pokemon Stadium was on the N sixty four. Yeah. Now I don't really need that type of game, and I'm not really a, a fighting game uh, pro by any stretch of the imagination. So it's like I heard you MLG. I don't the, the the systems are a little too deep for me to wrap my head around just from casual playing. Cool Tim so, and Justin Wong hanging out exactly on the Daigo, local circuits. Like, what's up, guys? Yeah, uh, but it's it's definitely it's a good game. There's a lot going on. The character selection's great, and I enjoy the the Pokemon cartoon elements to it where it's like oh man this feels like the battles felt in the cartoon but i feel it's like a weird release to put out so close to arms because they're very different games but they're both 3d um behind the the shoulder fighting games yeah 
And I feel like arms is a lot easier to wrap your head around than poking tournament. And I enjoy arms more. So I'm like, ah, I, don't, I don't think I'm really going to play too much of it. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts on that. The other thing I got to play a lot of was the SNES Classic. Ah. Oh. Um, so I got that. It's freaking adorable. Um, obviously, I love it. Super Nintendo, my favorite console of all time, my first console of all time. And so many of those games are just so damn good. So there's 21 games, I think, one of them being Star Fox 2. And yeah, called that one like I saw it. That game's trash. Uh, that's what I figured. It's, it's so bad. And it's like Star Fox, Aww. one of my favorite franchises, because I remember playing uh, the Super Nintendo one back in the day. And even my first time playing it, I was like, this is rough. But it opened up my imagination so much where I was like, this is so cool a talking like, frog the way that they that, that they're all talking to you it felt like that's what it was <laughs> anything's possible in video games and it was funny though because it, it reminded me of star wars and it's because it was aping star wars but such simple like it's just a flight like you're on rails going through shooting stuff but just something aiming. about it being like a 3d like game and the way that the graphics looked unlike anything i've ever seen even though they're trash um, but just having all the different characters come up, it made it feel like it was part of something so much bigger. And like trying to understand like the relationships and like it got pretty deep, just the lore given to you on the menus and stuff about James's dad or Fox's dad dying and Peppy being a former teammate of his father and all that stuff. It's like, fuck man, this is so cool. Man, I didn't um, know that. Well. It's great. And then when you, when they made Star Fox 64, it was just like, oh, well, fuck Star Fox and Super Nintendo. <laughs> like that game, that game is like, it's it's done. It's like unplayable now. Uh, Star Fox sixty four is so good, and it was a remake of that game, and I just keep remaking it and making it worse now. But um, Star Fox sixty four was so good that I'm like, I can't imagine going back. And Star Fox two never came out because as they were making it, the PlayStation had already come out, and it would cut, like the novelty of oh, it's a three D game, uh, it would have just been yeah. crushed. And also, Jeez. just the quality level just wasn't there. Um, and a lot of the elements that did work from it, they ended up using for Star Fox Command on the Nintendo DS in like 2006, I think it was. The Walker dude? Uh, no, that was Star Fox Assault on uh, GameCube. Idiot. The Star Fox Command <laughs> was the, it was like, not real-time strategy, but it was a strategy thing where it's like you draw the lines of like where the ships go. And Star Fox 2 has those elements mixed with the more classic on-rails. Or even, I think this was the game that uh, introduced the, um, I forgot the name of it, but... Where you're just Corn in the area. arena and you like you know the boss fights in all range mode is what they call it when you're the boss fights of Star Fox 64 and it you're it, you're not on rails anymore now oh. you're just kind of in an arena oh, going right, back and right, forth right, right. it has a lot of that um, but yeah no I I like played maybe an hour of it I'm like I would never beat this game it's so hard to control um, I love the characters though everything that I liked about the original Star Fox was still there but like. This is definitely a gimmicky novelty thing of like, oh man, there's a like this probably is setting a record for finished game that took the longest to come out ever. Mm. Um, but yeah, it should have should have stayed that way in my <laughs> opinion. But mm. when I first came home with the Super Nintendo, I was like, I I'm gonna hook it up, I'm gonna play around for a bit. I want to try Star Fox, and I was then I looked at Super Mario World. I'm like, I'm, I'm just gonna pop it in. I'm just gonna beat the first castle. A couple hours later, beat that yeah. damn game. It's so good. It's yeah. so freaking I'm, good. Lawrence and I were talking about maybe playing Secret of Mana together. Mm. Um, that's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I mean, I, I still have it. Um, the original. I have this, yeah, I have. we have a Super NES and a cartridge for it, but 
I don't use cartridges anymore. Except I, want, Switch. I, I, want, <laughs> I want my HDMI output. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's such an amazing collection of games. I love all the features that they added with the save states and the rewinds and the um, borders and all that stuff. Like it's def and What is the rewind exactly? It's that you rewind to watch what you've done? Or no, is it no, okay? No, you it's rewind it. Yeah, to start back is from Is that even were. a feature in the Super Nintendo or am I making that up? It yeah. is. Well, some of these yeah, rewind is. is. Yeah. Okay, because I know you can I do think, it in. Because um, I was like, oh, if you goof, you could just go back. Is that what it is? Because I, I thought it. Because Andre Seegers, I thought, put out a tweet talking about the rewind in relation to Mario Kart that you could go back and try to do. Like, it was helpful to. If you missed a corner to corner. That's what I, that's I, what I think it is. I think it's just like a rewind function that takes you back cool. in the game. Okay. Just okay. a little bit. Like Tracer. Uh, yeah, exactly. The, mo the hit movie like, Tracer? Mm, no. Overwatch. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the, obviously it's a great collection of games, but the problem with it is it's like, I, I'm not, I don't have any need to replay them. And especially when it's in this type of collection, it's like, why isn't this on switch? Like these are the type of games that I'm like, if they were on switch, I need to buy this. I know. And it's, it's great as a collector's item, but, uh, an argument I've been making forever with, uh, back when there was so much hullabaloo about the NES classic and SNES classic yeah. and the production supply issues and all that. It's like, who's actually in the market to buy this, to play these games. Like, I just don't think that that many people are. It's a novelty thing that maybe they'll play through a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's like... It's collectible. It's just a collectible thing. and It's I'm, just a piece I'm of nostalgia to put on your shelf. Yeah, and it's great. The but whole, it's like, like you say, when we unboxed it right on the morning show, of like, when's the last time you held a brand new SNES controller? That stuff's awesome. And I had a great experience with it. And like, I again, I recommend getting this thing because it's like, it is a great collection of games. But it becomes really easy to look at the glaring omissions. Like, where's Donkey Kong Country 2? Like, why wouldn't that be there? Um, and other things like that. But then also, just like, still, the cord is stupidly short. Like, oh. it's way longer than the last one was, but like, I still had an issue with my TV where I had to unplug HDMI cords and like, string it along my floor just to get to my couch. I'm like, this is stupid. They want you sitting yes. cross-legged yeah. in front of it, man. Right. Back. You're right, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, Oh man, I had, I had a really great point. I mean, it wasn't. Think but. on it. I, I, I'll say that I can imagine if you're a parent and mm. you have you know kids now and they're in elementary school. This is, would be a fun way to, to show them. 100. Yeah. What you were into. You well, I, I know that when the pre-orders are coming out, Miles from RT was like, uh -huh. "Damn, I couldn't grab a fucking pre-order." And the main reason is because like I want to be able to show it to like my future kids and be like, Aww. "Hey, this is." And I was like, damn, Miles. He probably don't even buy like, day one than Miles. So I told, like, I told him that, later. like, hey, you know what? I pre-ordered three. I'll, I'll give you one of mine. <laughs> you know what? Hey, I'm an asshole. <laughs> yeah. No, so here, I pre-ordered three. One to give to my nieces and nephew. Don't know oh. if I want to do that. Though. But another one for me. And another one because I'm going to trade to one of the kind of funny best you friends, Matt Clements. Though. I've known him since Clements. we were back in the community. Like, at, at our first PSX, the one where y'all did here in SF. Yeah. Uh, he was like, are you going to PSX this year? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, well, um, we could try to figure out to trade it there because he bought a UK version. Ooh. And I was like, if you buy the UK version, I will trade you my standard American one. And he was like, yeah, we could totally do that. And like, I want that. I, I just love I love the color. No, the color is so much cooler, man. The rainbow colors just so much. It's all about the concave. We're doing that though. San Diego Christmas thing. We can probably, if he comes to that, we could get it. And I'll probably be a PSX for sure. I don't know what your deal is. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And I'll smash it. Now it's time. For this week in gaming history. Hold on. Here's what I also oh, played. Oh, you got more. I have one more. Whoever wears the shirt runs the show. <laughs> the newer version of the shirt. Yeah, well, I have the newest. So nicer than yeah. that. Um, I know. We are varying levels of the shirt. The <laughs> last the last thing I want to mention that I played, uh, Ruiner. Uh, I've been oh. playing on PlayStation 4. Um, it is such a cool, stylish, twin-stick shooter. Um, 
I want it to control like Hyperlight Drifter because I fucking love, love Hyperlight Drifter, but it is a twin six shooter, so you are using your right stick to sort of spin around, and sometimes it feels kind of loose and weird. Uh, but it is beautiful. The art is awesome. Um, every time, and there's like really cool uh, story. So essentially, you're a dude who just has like a mask on that just has wording. You don't know what your face looks like, but you are looking for your brother who's like been kidnapped and there's this uh, girl in the game who sort of guides you through she's like a crazy cool hacker chick and she looks yeah. awesome she has like super like good looking girl with like awesome hair. no no she has a like big she kind of looks like um um Tracer. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of looks like a um uh god is it noodle from is it noodle from uh gorillas Oh, yeah. got the big, yeah, yeah, yeah. The big headphones yeah she's really cool looking uh all the character all the art is really cool so whenever you um, whenever you come across an enemy, it's obviously it's sort of like top-down isometric game. When you come across an enemy, like their 2D art flashes on the screen. Cool. It's just them like in a cool. Oh, I love that. And the art is beautiful. It's all like everything's very red. The 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 font that they use is so fucking stylish. Um, and they come up on the screen. They're like, "Yo, what the fuck are you doing here? This is our territory, or whatever." And you eventually have to shoot them down or whatever. But the there's a really cool skill tree where you can you know. Um, improve your dash abilities or like throw out a shield and shoot from behind it. Um, it's super stylish and fun and it's gorgeous and I highly recommend playing it. It's well, fucking okay. awesome. Cool. It is yeah. awesome. It's just straight up cyberpunk fucking greatness. That sounds rad. Yeah. Now it's time for this week in gaming history. Two years ago on September 27, 2015 Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 came out on um. PlayStation 4 and one was, was one of the most disappointing moments in my game. Oh, history. I remember that. It was yeah. sad. Like the, every once in a while, when I want to feel bad about myself, I watch my review of that game, and I just see my heartbreak, and it breaks my heart to watch. That was my two heartbreak. years ago. Two years man. ago, man. Two years ago. Gone and forgotten. I forgot about that because the last Tony Hawk game in my consciousness was like Tony Hawk Ride. No, oh, I was going to mention that, but I was hoping you weren't going to mention yeah. that. Full of technology. That was that sad board. as well. <sighs> that was sad. But Tony X Pro Skater 5 was even more sad because it was a return to roots and they were going back to the number and that meant something. Fortunately, it meant very bad things. God, that's so fucking upsetting to me. Two years ago, also great. This one's for you. Thank you. September 29th, 2015. Lego Dimensions came out on PlayStation 4, mm. Xbox One. It's for me and Joey. Two years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just still kicking. Not really kicking oh, yeah. anymore. Yeah. Well, there's still there's still shit coming out. Uh, not from maybe, here on out. Maybe it's the way it was. Thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean they they found they got out those Teen Titans and the Powerpuff Powerpuff Girls, and that was the end of any announcements they had. Mm. And they had announced those more than a year ago, so it was like, Ooh. here we are. So that looks like it's over with. No. Yeah. Fifteen years ago. On September 24th, I'm screen cheating. I'm like looking at screen cheating. <laughs> now, I only put this one on a list because of its name. Uh, Super Mario World 2, colon, Yoshi's Island, colon, Super Mario Advance 3 on the Game Boy Advance. That's way too many, too many numbers and names. Um, I loved it because Yoshi's Island, one of my favorite games of all time. Playing on Game Boy Advance was great. They added the freaking sound effects from Yoshi doing his whole... Do the sound. Like, that's shit in the... the Thing. Oh, as he kicks his legs, and it was just like, oh, just, it's just rude. <laughs> <laughs> it was like so that. much. <laughs> but it did have a bunch of, I think, so it was Mar the Mario 3 on Game Boy Advance added the card, the e reader thing. I remember that. And it had all, it opened up new levels. This one also had like eight new levels for Yoshi's Island. They were really hard. I enjoyed that a lot. 16 years ago, on September 24th, 2001, Eco 
came out. Oh. Oh. So I'm on to that the other day. Oh. oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's that was a, a CD day. game, which was weird. It was one of the blue disc ones. Yeah. Wait, what? The, it was one of the PlayStation 2 games twos. with the blue bottom because it was oh. a CD, not a DVD. Mm. 18 years ago on September 30th, 1999, Grand Theft Auto 2 came out on PC. Did you play PC? that? No memories of that game. No memories no. of it. 3 was my first one. Through PC was its first one. 3 was my first one. Was it really? Wow, yeah, I don't remember that. It came out on uh, PlayStation 1. The other stuff. But yeah. did you, you play oh, yeah. the 2D oh, yeah. GTA games? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, big time. No, that was the thing where we would uh, uh, we'd go, we'd backyard wrestle. And then we would all pile back in and watch the t- watch it, and then we would turn on PlayStation One and pass the controller and just you, fuck around. Have you ever talked to James about backyard wrestling? No. He they, he built a ring. You guys should backyard oh, wrestle. Yeah. I don't know about that anymore. <laughs> but yeah, we should look at each other's <laughs> tapes yeah, for can sure. You, imagine? you guys should move back into your parents' house, <laughs> and build a ring in their yard. Well, our, well fucking when when was it where a guy like fucking suplexed James and he almost died? What what it was like Pax West. It was really violent. Panel? It was yeah, yeah during yeah, the I panel. That. I totally forgot about that. It was that, super violent. This guy was like, out. "Can I do a move on you?" James was like, "Yeah, come up here." And the guy did the move, and it was like a really yeah. violent, like fucking crazy ass flip. And it was like, oh my god, like yeah. James could have gotten really James hurt the by bumps. That. James just goes for it, man. Like, take the, bumps, man. At the Let's Play reunion, I thought James was gonna die I when he dived always, in the pool onto yep. that the dock and oh just my was like god. about to go off the infinity pool. Too. I saw I saw Jen tweet at you like, "Don't hurt yourself." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like always my thing. I'm like, I never want to be like. A nag or not fun, but uh, I you're gonna kill yourself. I'm just always worried. Yeah, it's like what are fun one... police? <laughs> We're here for you. Takes just one, one uh, broken one death spine. <laughs> but no, yeah, for GTA 2, we'd pass the control around, fuck around, and see who could outlast the cops longest, get to five stars the fastest, kill all the Elvises. This is like a thing that I, I'm surprised never made into the other ones, but there'd be like this uh, conga line of Elvises going, hup, 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 and they'd be like jogging down so the street, weird. and yeah, there was all these weird things, and you'd, you'd use all the cheat codes to spawn, you know, spawn the items and the bazookas and sit there and go, run to the Jesus save sign to save and shit like that. It's so crazy, because to me, uh, I, Grand Theft Auto 3 came out when I was 12, yeah. I guess, and that was the first time where I became obsessed with the franchise where I like didn't even know anything about the the other ones and like sure. looking at it I was like the other ones might as well have not existed. Well, but to hear everything you're just saying like to now have played the other ones like there's so much that translated into GTA 3 oh, sure. and into 3D in a way that like you look at Mario games you look at Zelda where it's like oh man that 2D to 3D transition totally worked. It's like oh shit GTA 3 is just GTA in 3D. Yeah. Like the the star system and using codes to unlock the the weapons and stuff. It's like, and wow. stealing cars, obviously, and killing yeah. people like that and all that shit. But it was that that was such was, GTA Two was something we played over and over and over and over again on PlayStation One. They put out that it wasn't a full number circle, and I forget what they called it, but there was a London. GTA London. Yeah, right. Then that was the deal. Like drive around, do that. We didn't ever get into that for some reason. But I'll never forget opening EGM that first that one month. And they had two screenshots or three screenshots from Grand Theft Auto 3. And it was like, yes, this is third person. This is open world. It's down. And, and I, we, me and my friends who had played hours and hours of GTA 2 were like, how can this possibly be? How, they're like, we've played and you can't drive around this open world. There's things. You can't do this like this. There's no, it's going to be small. It's going to be this. We won't be able to go into things. And it was like, you get that game. You're like, holy fucking holy shit. Holy shit. And now the most important thing to ever happen in video games. Uh, 19 years ago, on September 30th, 1998, Pokemon Red and Blue oh. came out on Game Boy. 
changing my life forever. I think you mentioned Pokemon Red and Blue this third time today. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I do. <laughs> you you, trust the, me, you the hit comments, the quota. The comments will let me know about that. Uh, but no, I love those games, and they're so important to me uh, in terms of just opening up my imagination and just the type of game genre that I'm even willing to try. Like, if it weren't for that, I would never play RPGs at all. But, like, that taught me that I like those. It's a gateway. Those, it's a gateway drug, for sure. Like, Colin always used to call it baby's first RPG. And, like, yeah. that's true. And there is definitely the deep levels of competitive play that I never got into. But the world of Pokemon Red and Blue and then the follow-up Gold and Silver and when it went back, it was just, like, there's so much here. It's so interesting that I totally missed it. You know what I mean? And I don't know if it's because I thought it was the card game and the in the TV show and it was a kid's thing or if that, you know, that must have been what was the turnoff I assumed to me then. Because like on a and maybe I wasn't as open minded then when I was, you know, playing fewer games or not fewer, but fewer genres, I guess, just because I had Game Boys. I had I had the ability to play this game. and I don't know what about it never made it sound intriguing, even though obviously if I'm reading EGM and going to the websites like people are talking about this, people are into it. Where all of your where I mean. For us at schools, every student was collecting cards and doing. Like, and I guess was that, that was the thing. Of, at all? Well, no, because I want and not in my grade. I think oh. that's yeah. the thing is I think we were. I was a little too old to be the, on the card collecting side, so that you missed that part. I I was the same way where I didn't. Pokemon wasn't really. I, was, I aged out, or, and it just or it just wasn't a thing. It was something I remember. Mike, I was talking about Michael Bryan playing in his basement and stuff like that. His little brother was into it, so that must have been the thing of like, oh, there's the cutoff. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah, it's weird. And, and we mean, play like Pokemon the, Snap. We're like, yeah, all right. The, there was a TV show and the cards and all that stuff, but just the games and like, I mean, it's obviously true because Pokemon is just the same damn thing over and over and over to its detriment, um, and they've changed it up a little bit now. But the just the core progression of the gym leaders and the Elite Four and how the dungeons are set up, there's just something so rewarding about it where it's like you act, it just creates so much character uh, within each of the the major fights you go up to where it's like. It and when you add the the cartoon on top of that, it's just there's something about it. I'm like, man, this is just a very special game for it's me. It's a cool time to be alive. It's a cool time to be alive. Living man. our True. best <laughs> lives. True. <laughs> Living our best life. Uh, and then this one's for you, Andy. Twenty years ago, on September 29th, 1997, Croc: Legend of the Gobos came out on PlayStation One. Huge fan. Huge fan of Croc. <laughs> Huge fan of Croc. It's time to come back. No, I mean, you know, he's no cool spot. He's no cool spot. Um, and then, jokes aside, 21 years ago on September 26, 1996, aside. Super Mario 64 came out on N64. Wow. And now Odyssey. And now Odyssey, year. man. It's time, baby. Wow. Now, the wow. fun, the fun, I mean, we talked about Mario 64 forever, so you, you understand. But what's interesting for me here, 21 years ago, September 29th, so three days later, then 64 came out. So Mario 64 came out before the system. And that's happened before. We've seen it a couple times, but that's really, really fucking weird. Yeah. I remember the PSP games came out before the PSP did. Sure. That was really weird. I want it. No, yeah, that's right. I can't fucking wait for, for Odyssey. Odyssey. And oh it's going to be like, it's going to be like, you could just take it wherever you want at least. We'll be playing right now. Yeah. Oh, you know, my dream Switch game, though, is Captain Toad Treasure Tracker 2. It's uh, coming. You know. You think so? You know it has to be. I don't know. I don't know that the other one performed that well Oh, it definitely oh, did. No. Oh, it well, did, yeah. It, 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 it critically, yeah, it did critically well, That's, and people have a soft spots for it. That, God, I hope, I, I would, it's got a truck going by, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, really it's, it's like, <laughs> every, everyone's still trying to muffle Captain Toad Treasure Tracker 2, but. Uh, it's that one for me, uh, yeah. um, but I really, I really want um, Super Mario World 3D World mm-hmm. to come out as well because I think it that's a per- another chance, man. Because that's just like the perfect co-op game to play, and it's just you can just eh, play with a little Joy-Con, man. Yeah, it's just perfect I for that it, for that little. Uh, 
I don't know. It could just live perfectly on that I world. I want Mario Golf. I still want my Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, these are, these are the ones at the top of the list. Smash it. Mario Smash Tennis. Smash Brothers, of course, sure. Yeah, Mario I go for Mario I Tennis. Know, man. Come on. Mario Tennis know. on Game Boy Color was this Yes. Shit. Well, that's because it was like this. But every Mario Tennis, like, ah. Uh, Fucking uh, bite your really tongue, dude. Him. Yeah, I know, right? He, and the Did funny you play thing the is, Wii U one? He hates Mario. Huh? Did you play the Wii U one? No. It's, it was so, <laughs> so bad, man. It wasn't Ryan. that bad. Andy, it wasn't that bad. Mario Power that, Tennis? Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, just, it was, man. He's grumpy because he lost the championship. No, there was there was a point with the... Uh, that was the first ever uh, yeah. Nintendo or Kind of Funny World Championship. Um, there was a point with the Wii U where they, they just gave up. And I know a lot of people would joke and say, oh, from the beginning. But it's like, no, Wii U's library was amazing. And it hit a point where it stopped being amazing. And it was just bad Nintendo games, which yeah, usually doesn't happen. Post-Treasure Tracker. Post-Treasure Tracker. <laughs> no, so it, it, it like went down. <laughs> they said, no more. Star Fox <laughs> Zero. the peak. Ugh. <laughs> All right, now it's time for some better. little Elise Q&A here. You can go oh, to kindofunny.com slash gamescast. Some little Elise Q&A. Oh, no. Just like everyone else. Makes, I hate this. <laughs> so we have some questions from you, Elise. Maybe ask the questions that everybody can answer. Too. Well, everyone can answer them, too. Okay. But like, sure, these are, most them. of them are for you. Uh, more science says, Elise, oh, do you go. believe Armored Core would be a bigger success with a season pass plan for DLC missions? I told you, before I talk core, I need to look up the core lore so I'm informed of... I don't make a poor coal on the core. <laughs> She's melting. She's melting. I need to know, what, yeah, yeah, I need to know what, what for. Have you played an Armored Core game? No, of course yeah. I haven't. Are you me? I play Capital Treasure Tracker. Awesome games. I'm, I'm excited because of the touching. I have played Armored Core, though. Cool. What a plot I, I reviewed one, remember? But <laughs> I forgot. Trevor Starkey had to dig it out for me. Cool well, is now. the new fucking uh, Armored Core game going to be that Left Behind or Last, last Alive game? I know what you're talking about. Is that the is that this is the last that's alive? a Yoji Shinkawa game? Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people are saying they're like, is, oh, is this like an Armored Core ish game? We'll is find out. Is there actually out. a new Armored Core game coming, or do you guys just bullshit? No, this last, the last, or whatever the fuck it is. It's called guy, a, it's TGS. called Last or Left Alive, hmm. um, and. It's basically, it looks like Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> it, is seriously, okay. it, it is seriously like okay. Snakey, or like uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, where you're like behind the fucking, okay. behind the view, and he's shooting big robots, and there's Probably big fun. robots. And, I mean, it looks fun. Your voice got high there a little bit. It's going to be a niche hit. Commander QB says, if you could have your dream Muppets game, what genre would it be? And what features would you want to see? Are you obsessed with the Muppets? Because I, I know there was a Muppet Gog yeah, topic today. I with do you. love the Muppets. Okay, just making it sure. A big what are like a, tel a Telltale Muppet game? So that'd be great. Um, <laughs> man, a Muppet Noir, Muppet Mystery would be great. Uh, or, or if you were with the Muppets and you were working together to like restore your theater, or a game that was sort of like episodic, like a Muppet... Uh, Muppet Peace Theater, which was like their Muppet Classic Theater. Um, and, you know, each ep episode had a different... We're creating a game sort of right like, now. Like how there was Pirates of... Or like a Muppet Treasure Island, you know, each game oh, had, its sure. own, had its own different theme and play style. I, I don't know. This That's a big, a big question. It's <laughs> a, a loaded time. question. Who owns the Muppets? Disney. Disney, Disney does? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got connections, Greg? We get those Muppets? Oh, well, I, I just don't know anything about them. Yeah, I, feel like they, I feel like we haven't done anything with the Muppets in a while. No? They had a movie recently. -ish. Yeah, there was a TV show. They had another TV show, right? Mm. Muppets, I feel like, are one of those things that's going to die. They'll never die. They'll just go away. Defrog. It's going to get oh my God. put out. You know what I mean? Because it's all the old people who she care just about Muppets. She just got punched it. Like, Because oh. I feel like you, you, look, you, look at, you look at Rolf... You look at Kermit, and you're like, these are some old-ass puppets that I don't care Rolf about. Rolf was Jim Henson's favorite. <laughs> he didn't fine. talk for years after he died. 
Oh. They didn't have Ralph voice. You know who made me laugh thing. a lot? The bear. Fozzie? Fozzie? No, no, no. The cop bear. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he was in the movie. I don't know his name. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's a security guard. <laughs> it's so I forget funny. That first name is. I laughed like out loud several times with a girl at any other time. She's like, why are you Sesame laughing? Street. PBS? Sesame Street is probably owned by Jim Henson Company. But that's not say, the same PBS. thing as the Muppets, right? No. They're different, but they were at one point together. Yeah, they're owned separately. It's like the Beatles and the Monkeys. No, it's not like the Beatles. It's exactly like that. It's more like saliva and POD. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's Selena like. In there. By the way, I put a bitty bitty bum bum on uh, Kevin's wedding playlist. So. Oh, great. Like Selena's? Yeah. Bitty bitty bum bum. Melissa with the Y says, what games on the Switch have you been playing? I know everyone was playing Zelda, but I haven't heard much Switch talk from Funhouse since. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I guess I haven't been playing anything since, like Zelda would be the last thing that I was playing on the Switch. Was there a Mario, Kart, Mario Kart sort of fun guys with Funhouse? Because there was one here, certainly. Um, <laughs> Not as much. Mm. Just remember that. I'd there was one here. Remember that, Andy. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. Wait, you know, we I, have fun I, here. I think probably like James and Lawrence are. St I mean, Mario Odyssey. I'll, I'll get. Now I'm kind of into Thimbleweed Park. Not Thimbleweed Park. Golf story. Golf story. Yeah, you are. I might get yeah. that. Um, you should get it for your flight back. I should. I have shit. I have to like read mm. and Ugh. do though. I need that. Like, Reading. Um, no but, way. But, uh, cool, Greg. You can't yeah. interact. Is reading cool? Oh, he says he fucks with reading. Uh, you got, you got cool new shoes. Yeah, Sasha Banks got Come on, show him. Put them up here. What does that mean? What does that mean? Champs had a commercial with Sasha Banks, and she was showing off these shoes, so I went and bought them. All right. Cool, man. <laughs> I love Cool Greg so much. Cool Greg. Uh, Beating Down Brian says, have you played Paper Mario in the Thousand Year I, Door? I love that game. It's on my face. There you go. Yeah, paper Mario's are good. Which, like which one was it? It's on GameCube. Uh, see, my Paper Mario starts with Wii. Where Super Paper Mario. It yeah. yeah. Whatever. It was for your first one, it was good. <laughs> That's the problem is Super Paper Mario was it was good, but it wasn't a Paper Mario game. Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Is, it's fucking I, fantastic. I, I played Super Mario. I played Super Paper Mario on the Wii. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was half platformer, fine. half right. It was like. Paper Mario needs to be an RPG. Let's just be real. It does. My apologies, everybody. The Elise has a couple questions. One of them is, oh, no. what was your first impression of Greg Miller? Greg's pretty intimidating. Really? Yeah. When but I'm also, like, afraid of everyone. Oh, okay, and, and, okay, and in total, okay. live in total fear that everyone hates me. Oh, sure, okay. Um, That's just normal for everybody, I think. Yeah, so... Especially in our business. It's funny, though, for you, though, because you... I was, I was on the Rooster Teeth Reddit recently, and there was this really big thread that someone was like, is Elise the most well-liked universal mm. person in Rooster Teeth? And think I think so. that that's true. I, I think it's that's a small, it's a vocal minority. I mean, trust me, I see the comments where I'm not well-liked. Mm. So I know that that is, that is not <laughs> There's that another side. true. I think um, people are, are very nice. I, yeah, I would say, like... Greg, and also, like, you don't realize how quickly into meeting Greg he's going to have his shirt off, yeah, too. Yeah, that's true. That's a big part mm -hmm. of it. That is a big part so of it. Like, <laughs> well, that, that's the icebreaker. Yeah. That's just, I'm just a normal person like, like you. Yeah. you I'm just face. a normal yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I take my shirt off. Like, I, like, I take it off. I have my coworkers lick my molds. One sleeve at a time, you know? <laughs> it's like the rest of us. Yeah. 
Um, the Elise once again asks a very important question. What is one Disney Channel original movie that you would, that you would like to see turned into a full-length video game? What is that? What do they? Okay, so for me, my only experience with any Disney movies was, was like I didn't have Disney Channel growing up, but on Sundays they would sh do like the ABC. They would do like the Disney Family movie, so they'd show like bed knobs and broomsticks and shit. Okay. So what do they Those mean? Are, they're talking about the original movie series. I don't know. That like, if you're not familiar, you wouldn't be familiar. These, Johnny, Johnny, Tsunami, Johnny Tsunami, Brink, Xenon. What's the one? The with answer's is. Brink. Everybody. The answer is either. How fucking did these Brink, air? Or it's Xenon. When or an now? RPG. Like when did they air? When did when nighttime when, Saturday uh, nights usually like, once a month. Like I feel like it was Sunday night. Like when we were children. Yeah. 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 So oh, once teens. a month from 1998 until. About okay, man, yeah. had a huge we'll crush on Xenon. Man. What was the Catherine Heigl one where she and her sister oh, switched uh, bodies? Bewitched, no, yeah. switched at birth, no, star spangled <laughs> switch, no, witched, right? No, it's, it was a star, once upon a star, once upon That's, a star. Yeah. That was yeah. like, who is this woman? Yep, well, she, yeah, woman, she was our but, age, yeah, was, was, no, but she was like older than us, but sure, she, but I mean, but she, she was, was still, tall. This is like one of her first things, though, I remember, and it was like, oh, she's in a bikini and a hot tub, like watching this on Disney Channel, like who, and then it was like, <laughs> and then it ended up being Catherine Heigl. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. The important thing is the first ever Disney Channel original movie, Susie Q, starring Amy Jo Johnson, a.k.a. The Pink Ranger, and that movie started with her getting ready for prom and putting her prom dress on. Hot damn. Hot damn. The answer, Disney Channel movie that needs to be turned into a video game, Blood Diamond. Thank you. That's the Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. yeah. The classic <laughs> Disney Channel family Disney film. Channel original movie. Um... And then the last, the Elise question oh was, gosh. what was the game that made you think, oh, heck yes, I love video games and I can't wait to see more? I mean, my my favorite video game, which is Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Like, mm. that's a formative game for me for so many reasons, including being, like, the closest to my heart. Mm. You know? Mm. Did you ever play A Link Between Worlds? I did. I I really liked it. I if they made game. another game yeah. in that vein, and they I'd love that game. Love that game. Good Because it, it did, it, 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 it it picked up a lot of those Paper Mario Thousand Year Door little uh, scratch those itches, get on the wall, yeah, just like just like Link would always do. Yeah. Just, yeah. Do, you, uh, do you guys have a, a like a game that was very formative for you? Sure. Zillion, I think <laughs> I think Greg and I have the same answer. NBA 2K18. Say it. Yeah. Long shot. I know this one. Metal Gear Solid One. Solid One. The first one. Yeah. That was a big one for me. Why is it big? My story's tired for our audience. I haven't heard yours. Um, it, I guess it just, I mean, kind of for the same reason. This showed me that, like, this is what games can be in the future. Yeah. And we're seeing the first glimpses of it right now where, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. it's super cinematic and there's, like, credits, <laughs> like, in, yeah, the, yeah, in yeah. the intro, which is, like, so weird to me. But I remember, like, playing the demo when you are first on Shadow Moses and you're underwater and yeah, then you yeah. get up at, uh, and I think the demo ended when he's, like, see, I D. What's a, what's a Russian gunship doing here? Yeah, sort of thing. And I was like, holy shit! Like, uh, but there's still credits, and like, it, it was so, it, it was super cinematic, and yeah. that's what kind of changed it all. I, I mean, it's either that or this is also like super like fence sitting right here because I could just go either way. But uh, Ocarina of Time, because mm. um, I, I yeah. always loved the Zelda games, but like Ocarina of Time was like, man, you can fucking go anywhere, and yeah. This is huge. Yeah. Look at this giant open field I'm in. It's so real. <laughs> yeah, I created like my own like uh, Zelda ripoff games that I never made, but like I drew all the characters oh. for. And it oh, was, nice. Like, it was like the Legend of Elia, and it was like, <laughs> and it was like, and you know, I had like my own version of the fucking Koroks and my own version of the Zora, and that's awesome. Yeah, I like made a fucking ripoff of the Hyrule map and shit. Yeah, yeah, that game was awesome. I've told this story a 
gazillion times, but Yoshi's Island, playing oh, yeah. through it. First game I ever beat. But there was the moment where I beat World 1, and I beat the boss in the castle, and I thought I beat the game. And I was so happy, and then I realized there was five more worlds to play, and I was like, that was my moment where I'm like, I love video games. This is my life. So good. Feed the goddamn baby. Eddie Phoenix wants to know, what are your favorite moments with the game trailers crew? Oh my gosh. Because I don't think a lot of people know that you used to be with yeah. what is now the Easy Allies crew before Funhouse. Yeah. Let me interject really quickly. Early on, Earlier when we were recording GOG, I was uh, informed that Breaking Scrooge news. from the fucking Muppet Christmas Carol was Michael Caine. I, like I didn't know that. His name. Oh, like yeah, okay. Yeah, he blew his mind. Yeah, yeah, so that blew my mind. And I had the same reaction when I found out that Elise was the girl in the fucking game trailers. Or uh, in the game trailers, like, freak out video where they're freaking out to Shenmue being announced. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Interesting. And it's yeah. so weird. Like, but I watched that video and I showed, like, a bunch of my f friends that video. Like, check out how, like, crazy they go. And, like... Yeah. Because we'd been doing like 14 hour like coverage or whatever yeah. those days. Yeah, the all day so, live stream, yeah. reaction streams. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we, I used to work on the, like the E3 all access, um, like Keeley coverage, but in that year we were like, oh, we're doing it from our office. That was fun. So, um, I mean, so what are your favorite memories? I guess, uh, like, I mean, mandatory update that Ian and I did together is like hands down my, f my favorite memory. Because we all like just got up to, so much fun together. We did th fake 3DS commercials where we poured chocolate sauce on ourselves like blood. We had to shoot episode. We lost our stage and had to shoot episodes in Kyle Bosman's car where we just stuck GoPros under the headrests and, and made him drive us around the neighborhood. And it was always like having fun with limited to no resources, at least toward the end. Um, uh, like anytime Ian and I did like eat like show floor coverage where we just dicked around with like stick mics going doing the show floor um like there's uh anytime like we did these not funny GT sketches that were always super fun and like Kyle worked on those with us um any like I'm trying to think of some like older stuff too. Being in an elevator with uh, Shigeru Miyamoto and then not saying anything because I was <laughs> like way too embarrassed to say anything. Oh, um, didn't you and Adam talk about that like a couple years we, ago? I think we did. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, it just it just always felt like it was even when it was like, well, we have no money to do stuff. No, like it was just fun to. To still try to make things. Now you're making that rooster teeth money. You got that sweet loaded rooster teeth money. <laughs> no, I meant like resources. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, trying to think of like. See, we've interacted with Brandon stuff. Jones a bazillion times. We're all BFFs, and he's been on our show multiple Brand times. Brandon Jones, now. I know <laughs> I say that you're like the nicest man in gaming. Brandon Jones is also that. like one of the nicest men in gaming. He's awesome. Yeah. I fucking love him. But I'm sad because I never really get to work with the other guys. And specifically, Brad and Huber, every time I see them, I'm just like, you guys are awesome. And we have a great time at, at conventions and stuff. But I just want me and Huber to do a podcast together. That's all people want. And uh, we need to make it happen. We Huber need to figure it out. Is like one of the most beautiful hearted people in the world. Um, and you meet him and you're like, he seems like kind of this like NorCal guy. He walks in and he looks like he's like a skater. What does and that he's mean? like, 
Uh, I mean, like, yeah, super cool guy. Yeah, we call him cool just like Huber. Cool Tim. <laughs> yeah, like cool Tim, cool Huber. <laughs> and like, but then he'd be like, dude, you watched Macross last night? Like, <laughs> he says some super nerdy shit, and you're like, oh, he's not cool at all. <laughs> like, he's like the sweetest uh, person and like always endlessly positive and just like happy and excited. Brad, like, when Brad started working with us, we were like, Brad is. Way too cool. Brad is too fucking He's cool. He's too cool. Brad is like... Like me? Brad's kind of like Andy, I think, in, in certain ways. <laughs> yeah. Hang 10, man. Brad, yeah. we were all just like, hmm, he's, too, he's much cooler than we all are. Hang uh, 10's an L.A. thing. Oh, correct? my apologies. Yeah, I didn't understand. Like things we say. I spent a lot of time at L.A. Shaka. hanging out with sure. Yeah, he's sure. like, like hey, honorary funhouse. Gotcha. Yeah, you know? Um, it's just because he looks like Rahul Coley. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, if you, if you, like, if you and... Huber could team up in some way that just be like this bastion of positivity. I want it to be this like I want to make it a thing. Like I don't know what that thing is yet, but I, I don't want to. You guys to just should go to like podcast. a WrestleMania or something together and film yourselves having a good time. That sounds awesome. Like, yeah. Okay. He, okay. That's a that's a good recommendation. It. I'm sure he does. It's a good reco. I don't know if this was covered on the games uh, game over Gregory show. Sorry. Uh, what is your History, like your lineage. I don't know anything about you other than you, Funhouse. Like the game I did, trailers. What, I mean, the, your career. Oh man. I mean, I I started. I had I had been at a few other places in in working in L.A. for like producers that uh -huh. weren't uh, talent a talent booking agency that weren't like in this field. And then a friend of of like mine knew you know Jeremy Hoffman. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know Jeremy. Um, knew Jeremy Hoffman and was like. I know this this girl. It doesn't really have a background in production, but you should just like talk to her, Jeremy. And that I mean that Jeremy Hoffman is like su is responsible for so much in my career, sure. And is is like one of the truly great people in this industry. And so like he gave me a chance as a PA at on GTTV, gotcha, which was Spike their sh their show. And um, I worked on that and learned a lot about producing. And then when that show ended, transitioned to the website and continued working there. When game trailers got sold to Defy, and there was the, you know the big layoff, moved along there. Okay. Um, and yeah, it was kind of like adapting and taking on new responsibilities as they came. Like, you know, okay, we lost our graphics people doing gra like making graphics for the website now sure. and thumbnail like that. I'll you know, uh, it that that was like such a fertile learning ground for like especially I, it it was terrible that the layoffs happened and then the transition which inevitably led to game trailers closing i think i think those guys are better off now like i'm oh yeah i'm glad that it wasn't just like this is gonna go on forever now and um i th i think it's like it's awesome and uh you get used Sorry. to it. You get used to it. You get used to it. Sorry. Um, but it was such like a fertile learning ground. Yeah. Because we didn't really have anybody, because we weren't, you know, getting a ton of money toward the end to do stuff. And we, we didn't really have anybody breathing down our necks, so to speak. Um, so we could try new things. And, and uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was fun. It's like when you think back to like the good old days, you don't realize you're in them yep. at the time too. So there's a lot of that. Yeah, that's deep.
And then like when you and Huber go to WrestleMania, you won't realize that's the good old days. Yeah, that's, that's the good old days. That's the peak one later, day. Cool Timmy, like, cool Huber. Cool. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Um Gamer T Finn says, How's it to work with the funhouse guys? Stan it smells. <laughs> yeah. Lots of um, farts. And then Russell Saddle also has what are some of the things you like or dislike about working at Funhouse? Oh, um well working at the Funhouse guys is like you know, it's a 180 from game trailers because game trailers it was a lot more like actual. We're doing a lot more game coverage and working more in an editorial aspect. And for me, like I do, I do love games in that respect, but I do love comedy. So at Funhouse, it's sort of we are. I guess we are more of a comedy channel that uses gaming as our vehicle, mm. and that for me is something that I I never in a million years thought that I would get to have a job where I get to go to work and feel funny all day. And that's the main crux of what we're doing. Um, and to be around people that just like everyone, because everybody's so funny and so good at what they do, you're just like building and you're constantly feeling motivated to keep bettering yourself. And that's great. Um, I mean, I think of those guys, like James excluded, <laughs> like, like, you know, brothers to me. And uh, like Sounds Adam, like a dream Adam thinks there. of me like a sister. Shut he up. won't admit it, but he does. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, bad things about Funhouse. I wish we had a, a better office. I wish we had a better office. That's where you can hear um, ambulances outside. Yeah, or we just knew we were on the pulse of the community. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like like uh, right now, I think maybe we we. There's more we could be doing, and especially because we're kind of divided with half of our team being in a totally separate office. So I wish we had more of a unified space that we could. And and who knows? Like that might be a thing that comes with time. I remember the, when I visited y'all on the way over here. I didn't know that y'all were divided like that. Yeah. And I kind of forgot. Like I've seen the room obviously on camera several times, and I couldn't. I didn't put it together that oh, there's a lot more. There are a lot of editors that aren't ever in that room. And so, like, I just went to one of the rooms because I was, like, DMing you or Bruce or something. And then I'd knock on the door and uh, and Don opened the door and he's like, hello? And I was like, uh, here to to hang out with Elise and Bruce and Adam. And they're like, uh, who are you? And I was <laughs> like, I, Andy, uh, just tell Mac, Matt Peak because Matt, you know, Peak knows me. Yeah. Um, and then, like, they, and they're like, oh, well, they're in the other building. I was like, oh, right. I've never been to the other totally building makes when I was there. I've only been in your area. Haunted. <laughs> it's haunted. <laughs> Firebats wants to know who is your favorite celebrity to do impressions of, and have you ever considered doing stand-up comedy? Uh, I don't know that I have what it, it takes to do stand-up. I've thought about it because, and I, I have Steve Martin's master class on stand on like comedy and stand-up. I I don't know that it's for me. Uh, we were talking to Nick about it though, and. Like it was interesting to hear, you know, Elise and Jeff like listen to Nick's method of like doing yeah. stand up, and they're like, "Wow, it's Nick's cool got, to see somebody else." Nick has this like charisma, like he just he's rolling. He with can it. talk to anybody. Yeah, yeah, he's got it. Like, yeah. you could be like Mitch Hedberg, like weird comedy I sort of thing. No, you like a anyway. It doesn't matter, but uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm working on, as you know, I'm working on the Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, let's hear that one again. That was really oh, good. Fancy. 
Phoebes. Oh, well, that was oh, that's good. good. That's good. Yeah. That's my favorite. No. Yeah. Really I good. can only say Phoebes. It's a, <laughs> a, a very limited person. Well, I mean, with all due respect, when you're like Jennifer Aniston, I was like, oh, what, yeah, what is it, Jennifer Aniston? Like, oh, yeah, there it is. There, it, yeah. Then you're like, oh, well, there it is. Yeah. I see. Now I do Fat Monica. Doesn't she go like, like this. Yeah, she does make her face like that. Yeah. No, 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 she's like a. Uh, this is from Gary Jones. This can so work. So stressful. I'm sorry. The, what? Do, do you guys want to? Have any of you considered doing stand up? No. no, no, God no. Okay. Nick no. wants all of us to do it with him, but I, and he's I like, don't think he's like, cool, Greg, you're funny. Andy, you're funny. Andy Tim, could do it. Greg, but you're like, funny. You're a specific. Like I, I feel like the two of you together. Could come up Me with some Andy? real good shit. Yeah. yeah, he acts like the ventriloquist dummy, and you're the ventriloquist. Just like Jeff Dunham. Yeah. I love that guy. He's so funny. <laughs> oh my God. Um, where was I? Gary Jones says, this can work for both us and you. Uh, what's it like making spots for GameStop TV? Oh. So the thing for that is like that's just a Rooster Teeth thing where they have the opportunity to I'll have take us, this question. Have us make a, um, whatever video we want that just plays it. GameStop TVs all over the, the world. And like, what, you can take the question first. Are you, so he okay, you're, you okay with me going first? Yeah, you guys can go okay. ahead. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy writing them just because uh, I like those little opportunities where I can try to make uh, the guys laugh unexpectedly because they don't read. Let's be, they don't read those scripts before I send them. They don't read them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then when we get up there to shoot them, I'll put in some really cheesy or terrible joke, or or have them say you know give them an aside like do this voice here or whatever, <laughs> and and they like I get a big kick out of them having to do that. So that's my favorite part of those. Um, on another level, it's really cool to have, and I worked in an, in an EB Games, so it's one of those oh, mind-blowing, really cool. like, your life full circle, like, you can't fathom it. Yeah, You are um, what you hate now. You're the person on <laughs> yeah. camera. I became you. the villain, on live long enough to be the Two-Face. So, uh, <laughs> I, so like, like, that is mind-blowing when people are like, yeah, I saw you in, in, in GameStop, and I'm so glad to I got to you know see you guys when I went in there. That's I don't know. It's probably cool for you too. Yeah, it's definitely super cool for us. We haven't done too many of them. I think it's been like three or four at this point. But to me, I love it because it's that's my favorite type of feature and video to do, and we just never do it here. But like yeah. having a scripted thing where I get to perform the script with the teleprompter and then have B-roll that matches it and editing it myself and kind of as I'm writing the script, thinking about what the video looks like. like I super love that and like the opinion pieces too. And like, that's what I love doing most at IGN. I didn't really get too much opportunities to, but what I like about you doing it is that's all you did at IGN. Sure. Well, you did yeah. a lot of other things too, but like that was your job at IGN. And to see you do it now for the GameStop videos, it's like, man, like you're born to do that shit. Yeah, it's a it's a cool call. I mean, to uh, to answer your question, I fucking hate it, oh. and it's and it's just and I don't hate the content. I love the opportunity. I love the I do love getting out there and doing it. But it's for the way we work. It's always that thing. It's it's what gets pushed. Yeah. Every day on the camp because like our uh, you know the morning show, games daily, and usually a podcast have to happen. And so then it's always like, well, I need to do this call now, or I need to do this. What can move? And it's always that GameStop video. And it's true. It's moving the writing and then moving the filming. And so and then moving the editing. It inevitably it's, gets to they need it by end of day Monday, which means I'm getting here at nine in the morning and I'm doing the video and then I'm running back to my desk and I'm trying to edit and I'm trying to get the B. It's like 
you put it on like where's the oration people want it's on my computer i need to edit it where's the cancer panel people want it's on my computer i need to edit it where's the commercial for the team fat apron it's on my computer i need to edit it it's just like with seven people there's nowhere for any of the work to go it's constantly yeah. gridlocked and so like and it's not I'm, a regular thing it's such an exactly it's, it's always that thing of like oh it's coming up and i'm like yeah. oh i got an idea i, I pitch you an idea immediately and I'm like here's what i want to do them. so it's, it's a monthly thing where every month i think it's a little bit different with you guys but for us every other month ish they rotate out what members of the Let's Play family do. I think you guys always do, but no, I think we're like every other month now. Oh, okay, too. cool. Well, we were monthly, but yeah, it was monthly. Now it's not, and essentially, me and Greg have been kind of taking turns doing it. And they're like, "Oh, what topic do you want to talk about?" And originally, it was kind of just like, "Here's five games coming out this month," but now Greg just literally did one that's like, "Why I like Persona 5. Yeah, I think mm. that's great. I we need to tailor ours more like that too. I think. And so, like, by the time it gets to the finished product and people watch it and, like, I start getting screenshots of it and, like, it's usually, like, I'll say 14. Oh, my God, you're at GameStop. That's awesome. And then one fucker was like, I fucking hate you. Stop coming on these channels. You yeah, scream too much. And I'm like, lol, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that um, part's great. But, like, the actual, oh, fuck, how are we going to make this do fit? Thing does, I, does really I suck. I can't tell you, though. Every time, I, like, I'm in a different city or traveling and I see a GameStop, I go in. But I've never seen. I've oh yeah, never I've, seen, I've seen never seen us on. Yeah, I've just, only seen Rooster Teeth stuff. Like I've yeah. seen like slow mo guys. I've seen Game Attack a couple times, which I'm like, how is there multiple times in different cities huh. and shit? So it's like it's all just a roll of the dice. Final question, Elise. What's up with Waluigi? Waluigi's sneak in love. Well, I don't know. You guys, I doubt you guys know about this. Waluigi's no. sneak in love was a game masterminded by myself, Kyle Bosman, and Ian Hink back at Game Trailers, and it was supposed to be a stealth romance. Franchise starring Waluigi. Stealth romance. Where Waluigi, uh, you know, in the, in the, it was a trilogy originally. Oh, okay. as, <laughs> of and course. In the first game, uh, you are playing as Waluigi and you're sneaking around, helping other Nintendo characters fall in love. And With other Nintendo characters? Yeah, and it's okay. actually like mini games where there's just variations on game mechanics and play. The second game, I believe... I don't believe I know this because I've thought about it so much. <laughs> the second game... <laughs> Let me walk that back. The, the second game was... It's, it started with all the Nintendo characters now coupled up at a party at someone's... Probably Peach's, man, or Peach's Castle. And uh, they're all coupled up except for Waluigi, who's... He helped everyone else He played matchmaker too well. He's, he's alone. So he goes out to his car. He's like, okay, everybody, I'm going to go. I got like a date or whatever tonight. But then they just all look out and see Waluigi sitting in his car for like 30 minutes. He doesn't actually have a oh, date. Man, <laughs> they sad. can all see him. Oh. So then uh, they Is this all, all cutscene? Yes, playable okay. cutscene. Oh, play, okay. <laughs> Quick know. time events. Yeah, it's all QTs on Waluigi <laughs> getting into his car, sighing. <laughs> <laughs> Opening the glove box. <laughs> Driving into his garage, rolling down the window, turning. Oh, my God. Closing the door. Um, and so then uh, I believe it was that like the other characters are now helping Waluigi find love. Mm. By the third game, it was called Waluigi Sneak in Love. I Snake care Eater. <laughs> I, I care for Wawa. Wawa, because at the end of the second game, you find love. Sure. You get married to, uh -huh. to the, to, to, uh, who, who becomes the, the mother of your daughter, Wawa. Um, of course. And then at the beginning of the third game, there's a very traditional, or there's an, a very up-esque uh, no. montage where Waluigi's wife. Wawa goes bye-bye. Well, Waluigi's wife dies, and then he's a single father to Wawa, and, uh, Transition maybe you know 15 years later and Wawa is about to go to college. 
And Waluigi, he's still you a bachelor. You cheering up? You getting choked up? I can't. I can't. <laughs> he's still a bachelor, and he's about to be separated from his daughter. So Wawa says, "Let's go on a road trip together." Yeah. Uh, and like one final. It's like a coming know, of age. One final. <laughs> <laughs> one final. And I think it was that. Look around. It's an I think it was that he like discovered that like she had a diary. He started reading her diary or something. And then he was helping Wawa like become a woman. I don't remember exactly Whoa, how, okay. All how, right. how it played out. Like, well, I don't want to know the ending. Yeah, 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 spoilers. Yeah, yeah. No, but it, yeah, there was a whole like yeah. Waluigi sneak in love. I can't remember what the second Waluigi. Oh, the second game was called Wal, Waluigi Sneak in Love. Was it I? Two. I care for you or two point eight H. What the fuck was it called? I'm sorry, I don't remember Final what it was called. Dissidia do do a decum. But man, oh, stealth romance game. They don't make enough uh, of those. Kyle mm. and Ian and I had. I think we had magic. Yeah. And if you guys have any connections at Nintendo, we'll let you, you know. Wanna... We'll hit up Mr. Nintendo for you. At least, thank you so much for thank, joining us. Thank you yeah, you were great. This was freaking awesome. Real fun. We need to have you back. We need to come down and do stuff with you. I'd love to. Anytime, anytime you guys are in LA, please like come to us. Oh, we shall. We love you guys. We shall. Oh, dude, you don't Andy have to. Don't, Andy, don't. You don't have to worry about that. Andy. I'll be there, no, man. No, dude, no. <laughs> I will be there. Oh, my God. Resume right. in Until hand. Until next week. I love you. Bye, guys. Bye.